Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, there's a lot of depressing news out there, and we were trying to figure out what the lead, what the lead of this uh, show is going to be. You got the Carrie Lake election contest lawsuit has advanced. The judge had a trial date. You got TikTok and a pair of lawmakers, bipartisan plus Rubio. They want to ban it in the United States. So this is bipartisan. You got Elon Musk. They put out the story saying they haven't paid rent. In weeks, which which means what? It's like, oh, no, I haven't paid my mortgage in a month. Yeah, well, that's how it works. You pay it every month. So I don't know what that story is, but I need a good laugh today. I need I needed to have fun. We needed to laugh. And there's this story where Joe Biden, who's 80 years old, explodes cussing, saying, you think I don't know how effing old I am yelling because they're like, bro, you're too old. You can't run for president in 2024, but he's going to do it anyway. So, um, you know, we can we can laugh. At that, I guess, Joe Biden exploding and getting angry about it. There's a lot to talk about. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member in order to support our work, and you'll get access to exclusive members-only, uncensored segments of this show, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. And I will also add that next week, we will be in Phoenix. We're going to be doing the show live with Turning Point USA. So it may be, we got to figure out exactly how it's going to go down. It may be earlier than we normally do the show, because we're going to be on stage at the event. And uh, we're going to have uh, uh, different guests come in and out. It'll be a whole lot of fun. And then we'll be in Phoenix uh, uh, for that week. And then Christmas. So um, I think we might be off after Christmas because literally nobody wants to travel and work between Christmas and New Year's. So we'll see what happens. But again, go to TimCast.com. Become a member. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. we got a couple of guests joining us to talk about this and so much more. We got Riley Moore. Thanks for having me. Who are you, good sir? I am the state treasurer of West Virginia, and uh, I'm also a candidate for Congress in 2024 in the great state of West Virginia. Right on. You also skate better than Beto O'Rourke? That is a fact. And if somehow this is able to transmit over to him, I will play him in a game of skate anywhere, (laughs) anytime. Uh, he can't win elections, and he certainly cannot win a game of skate against. Yeah, him. but but in all fairness, like we were just downstairs at the mini ramp, and you're actually doing a bunch of tricks. You did like a fakey pivot rock and like kick flips and stuff. Beto like rides on the board and acts like he's cool. So it's just it's just it's just punching down, you know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Phil's back too. Hi everybody, I am uh, Phil Labonte. I sing for the heavy metal band All That Remains. Uh, I am here to enjoy the uh, wonderful Maryland air. And I'm here to be loud with Luke and Tim and hang out with Riley so we can dunk on loser Beto. <laughs> and Biden. Uh, yeah, you know, we can, I, that's, I, I'm so happy we decided to go with the Biden is old story. <laughs> and, and you, reality. I Don't you know? I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Don't you think I know how old I am? First of all, I don't believe that he knows. (laughs) No. All right, let's save him for the actual (laughs) The answer is no. We don't think so. We got got Luke chilling. Hey, guys, what do Christmas lights and Jeffrey Epstein have in common? Well, you're going to have to find out on thebestpoliticalshirts.com where you can get the sweater that I'm wearing right now, where you could also get long sleeves, V-necks, women's shirts, you name it, socks. We got it all on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Perfect for your next family gathering. Because you guys buy these shirts, that's why I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. 
Hey, hoe gaan het bij mensen? Blij om terug te wees op die podcast. Good to see you guys. It'll be a good show. What, what was that? Ye- Ye's gonna be angry. <laughs> Ye's gonna be pissed. Was that Afrikaans? Yeah, I'm just saying uh, good to be on the podcast again. Oh, cool. Yeah, good to be cool. back. There you yeah. go, man. All right, here's the first story we have from the Daily Mail. Uh, I don't know, Phil, do you want to just read the headline? Cause no! <laughs> we think you don't have any idea how old you are, old man! Uh, uh, you think I don't know how fucking old I am? Joe Biden, 80, <laughs> says... Vents to allies about how he's fed up with fixation on his age as Democrats speculate if he will run for president in 2024. This one actually is really funny. Uh, Biden turned 80 in November. He'd be 82, 82 years old if he wins and takes office in 2025. Jeez. He is already the oldest man ever elected president. I'm pretty sure if Trump wins, he would also be the oldest yeah. president ever elected. Yep. So I guess this is just where we're at. What is this? Look, I, I, we, I guess maybe we just want to rag on Joe Biden a little bit. But the yes, but the question I have <laughs> is, why is it that old people are clinging to power like this? And where are the younger people to to cling it back and actually start leading? I, I, I guess you're running, Riley. You yeah. know, you're younger. Yeah, look, I younger uh, than Biden. But you know. yeah, most people alive are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <Same so>. Truth. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, look, I, I won this office as state treasurer from an older guy. He had been in office for 24 years, wow. was elected in 1996. Uh, and uh, look, we that's what we ran on. I ran on modernizing the office, changing the office, bringing it into uh, this century, um, which he was like, I did modernize the office in 1996. We got the Internet. Uh, did you really say that? Yes. Uh, like, so, bless wow. his heart. Yes. That's all you can say is that and, poor man. But, you know, to your point, them clinging to power, I, I'm the first Republican elected in West Virginia as state treasurer in 92 years. No way. Um, and this is West Virginia. And it's, you know, people just clinging what, on to power. first elected? Uh, first Republican elected oh, in wow. 92 years. First Republican elected in 92 years. Wow. And... You know, I mean, it does take this generation stepping up and taking some risks. That was a risk for me. I'm taking the risk here to run for Congress in 24. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just takes this generation to just step up and do something about it. Because if you don't, I mean, if you don't keep taking shots at kind of the uh, establishment class, they will continue to persist. We we do have uh, Ocasio-Cortez. You know, uh, yeah, young. yes, she's yeah. millennial. Yes, <laughs> do, are, are, do you count as a millennial or are you a Gen X? Because I'm Gen I, X. I think I'm right on the border. Yeah, because I'm 42. You said, yeah. So okay. 1980, and depending yes. what the internet says, sometimes I'm Gen X, sometimes I'm uh, yeah. millennial. They, I think they call it Zennial. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ian's the same age. I just wonder if people that are Gen X generally we've kind of been fairly the aloof and detached generation. Like people didn't hear a whole lot about Gen X, like millennials kind of stormed onto the scene before people started paying attention to Gen X. It was like, everyone was complaining about the boomers. We were kind of just quietly, you know, existing. And then the millennials came and were just like, pay attention to me. (laughs) And, uh, the, you know, Gen X is kind of like, you know, and I wonder if that's if that kind of attitude of being aloof has kept Gen X away from trying to be in in government. I'm I'm uh, this Gen- is kind of I guess spitballing here. I think Gen-, Gen X is like the forgotten generation, kind of because everyone everyone's mad at boomers and disgusted by millennials, and Gen X is just like right. We're here too, guys. Correct. Like, yeah. <laughs> we exist. 
I, I just go to work every day, yeah. you know. Well, that's the thing. Like whenever I bring up boomer stuff, I'll say like, you know, the boomers did this good, did this, did this bad, and then millennials are doing this. I get a bunch of comments where they're like, Tim, I'm Gen X. We exist. And I'm like, I know, I know. It's just there's not really much to say because you're doing all right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's right. like you got some good music. Uh, you're, you're running some companies. You're not doing horrible things boomers are doing. You didn't make Star Trek The Next Generation, but you maybe worked on it with the boomers. <laughs> but you're also not a bunch of woke it. psychopaths for the most part. So I'm chill with Gen X. I think they're cool people. For the most know? part, Gen yeah. X has been... Has been uh, Fairly benign and right. uh, and inoffensive, aside from the fact stop, that j- stop generalizing and collectivizing. <laughs> I, I just want to I just want to bring it back to this uh, this original story here because uh, Biden still thinks he's in charge here. Uh, obviously, clearly, there's bigger powers above him that do call the shots here, but we have to consider that. With the way that the Democratic Party is shaping up and even sources coming out through the corporate media saying that he's going to announce his bid for the presidency after uh, this holiday season, there's a big chance that he actually might run and he might win, especially with the way that the Democrats have been fortifying elections. I think it's it's very clear more than ever that we could have a second Biden administration, especially with the advancements of technology, especially with how useful he has been to the current ruling class that has been using him in order to push on the most unpopular policies ever on humanity, especially with the way that they have played out destroying domestic energy. And I could go on and on and on, but it's a deliberate action. I think he's there for a reason, and I think he might be there for the next six years. Luke, Luke you're exciting the doomers. You hey, <laughs> hey, I'm being well, real hold here. On, hold on. You know, I, I just got to... Remember the photo where Biden had the, the, the IV track marks or whatever? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're cranking him full of whatever they He's can. He's on stem cells, young people, baby blood, probably. <laughs> they do it in Mexico. Don't joke here. This is not crazy stuff. They literally do this stuff uh, in, in some places around the world. Uh, some people might say adrenochrome. Some people might okay. say... This, hey, okay, that's another Andy level. Freeze, but, but, but the Crestone. But the stem cells and the young people <laughs> yes. blood is not out of uh, the realm of right, possibility right, right. here. We, we just got to slow down a little bit. You said baby blood and adrenochrome. Hold on. Young, I said some people might say adrenochrome. Right, I said right. baby blood. It's Okay, but it's probably what we have heard is these stories where powerful elites hire like 19-year-old bodybuilders to do blood transfusions oh, yeah, every blood other boys. week. Blood yep. boys, is that blood what they're boys. called? I mean, that's so the joking weird. term on Silicon Valley. But. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so I don't know what they're cranking Biden full of, but we saw the IV marks. He's an old guy. At the very least, he's getting like a vitamin drip. They probably a come vitamin in. Vitamin drip. Yeah, once a week, they, they they hook up the IV and they give him, you know, vitamin C, vitamin B, all that stuff. Listen, the, Look, they, they bring in Abrina Brovimich, right? They, they close in the room. They start getting all the liquids <laughs> from all the human body, bodily orifices, and then they start summoning the, the entities, and then they... This probably literally happens. And they probably are like, keep him in power. He's too good for us. And the demons are like, okay, yes, we'll do this. Translate it. And, 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 that, that, <laughs> and that's probably what's happening. Translate Translate <laughs> Translated into English, what really happens, he flies back to Delaware a lot. He probably is going there so they can bring in doctors that they don't track. The doctor then brings a vitamin drip IV bag, maybe NAD. You know, if you watch Joe Rogan, you know exactly what's going on. And they're probably stem cells, definitely. Stem cells is actually like, like I, I don't, don't want to say common. I want to I wanted to submit one quick idea before, before I let you on. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I don't think you're right because I believe all that stuff that you're talking about works and Joe Biden doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. But it's a certain age. At a certain age, though, I mean, there's only so much you could do to fix the system, Look, right? I mean, you could keep them up and running. But, but you know, with the way that things are going and the way that truly things are run in our political system, why wouldn't he have a body double? Why wouldn't the body double be in there when he's so convenient for the ruling class? I mean, I think that's worth speculating on. I don't have any proof. I don't have any evidence of this. But if the president of Venezuela has a, has a body double, why wouldn't the U.S. president have a body double? No, I definitely agree with that. They They... There was like that viral photo that of Hillary Clinton that everyone said wasn't really Hillary Clinton. And I'm like, like I don't know. I'm not going to get in it. But she did not look like Hillary Clinton. If you're a powerful military, military involved or state official. Yeah, I really doubt the U.S. would not give you a body double. Yeah, Kim Jong-un has a couple of them. Right. right. And the United States doesn't have of them. Come on. I want all that to be true. I don't know that I believe it, but it, it's a much cooler story than like not having body body doubles i don't i don't i don't know that i see i have seen any kind of evidence that would lead me to believe that but i mean well i also you know i I, there's a lot of things that i that the government has done that i would not have riley's got like two or three body doubles yeah that's right just west virginia state treasurer (laughs) i I need one to come and do 360 flip for me that's right Uh, but uh the the thing is though for the left he is the best candidate. He's the greatest candidate they could have because he <laughs> believes in essentially whatever they tell him to believe in. Yeah, he's an empty person. And all he's ever wanted his life, in his entire life, was to be president. He's ran several times. He's there. This is the retirement gig. And talking about millennials, well, the White House is chock full of them. And yep. they are running the show. Every left-wing thing that you can think of has been pushed forward by this administration. I mean, it makes almost like the Obama administration look like a moderate uh, administration <laughs> compared to what's happening right now in the Biden administration. We had, that, we had that viral video of the biggest caravan ever to cross the southern border. And it's just it's kind of crazy to me that you can be politely and calmly saying something like, hey, it's really bad that there's a bunch of kids living under a bridge and dying in the desert and being trafficked and young girls being raped and coyotes in black market. And just nothing happens. We Biden have nothing. There. there are so more why would important it, things going on. He literally said that. Yes. Are you going to go to the border? No, because there's more important things going on. I just want to finish my point. So why wouldn't they keep this kind of show running when it's so beneficial to them? And second, I, I met someone that looks exactly like me, and I was like, I need your number. Hold on. I might need you in the future. <laughs> and if I'm thinking this way, well, what is the U.S. federal government thinking about? I mean, it, it, it's you look at face-off, you look at the advancements in plastic surgery, artificial intelligence, Fa- face anything. Face-off the movie? Yes. You look at you look at <laughs> I'm saying Dude, anything is possible here. I mean, you, you bring in Obama, you, you do an operation. I mean, I, I mean, you know, you know I, I want to I want to say that I want to say that it's silly. But if you go and you read history about yes. the things that the CIA has actually tried and attempted They'll try anything. Oh, the, FDR was incapacitated. Any, yeah, FDR make, was not able to rule. His wife was mm-hmm. ruling with the special interests, with the people behind him. They were making all the decisions. He couldn't even make any yeah, decisions. That's, that's not, and, I'm not, that's and, and not talking. Yeah. Reagan's that, brain was gone. Exactly. Yeah. So this happened before. Why wouldn't it happen now? Why wouldn't it happen during a second administration? It's like, uh, you know, th- that, that vacation movie with Bernie. What's his name? Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend Bernie's. Yeah, it's like Weekend at Bernie's 2. They made they made a second version. So there's <laughs> a big likelihood that there's going to be another version of this. I mean, I was, do, you, do you think there's any point where he's brought some issue or policy and he says no? I, I mean, by his staff? Yes, yes, but... 
they probably he, he probably tries to say no and goes and then they're just like it's good he like they take his hand with the rubber stamp and he's like no and then they stamp yes and he's like no i he can't I, do anything about it i don't think that i don't think he has any care about any of the policies that are being presented at all yo I they put him they put him in a fake office remember when he was yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, he was yeah. at a sound stage yeah. and they had screens behind him and they're like that's right you're the president and he's like oh. yeah i don't i don't think he does i think that i think that you know there's not a whole lot of argument that he, you know decisions are being made without biden's input there's you know most people think that the they're the chief of staff and and other people in the administration are actually making the day-to-day calls and then the overall broad policy decisions are not being made by by joe biden because the overall broad policy decisions are kind of kind of baked into the philosophy that the left has now you know it's Mm -hmm. like you kind of can predict what the policy positions they're going to be looking for the 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 things that the activists are acting for are asking for the uh the you know the people in in positions of power are doing their best to deliver to the activists i I just got to make sure people know i I whenever i say something crazy i got pulled up a source because i remember we had one time that uh, uh, Luke mentioned Bill Gates was creating uh, computer chips to implant in people to stop them from getting pregnant. And I was like, oh, come on, Luke. That's And then we Googled it, and it was true. So we have this from the New York Post. Biden mocked for Truman Show presidency over fake White House set. That's right. They put Biden in a, in a, in a set with TV screens as fake windows, <laughs> and they put different things on the back. That's what they're doing to this man. I just want to make sure everybody knows that actually happened. That we, that they, we know they, of. They do just, you know, they're going to keep rolling him out. And if you go flashback to Biden 20 years ago, Biden 30 years ago, whatever it is. Different guy. His, different guy. Policies were very, right. very different. Now he's abortion with no limits whatsoever. Uh, but in a not too distant past. That's not where he was. It is. They have a fake White House set. Why wouldn't they have a fake White House president? Right? Yeah. I'm serious. I'm surprised they didn't work with Disney and, and started uh, okay, one of the, the rides. Thing, but the thing where, is... Where it's like, you, you know one of the rides in Disney where you just kind of sit there and then the theater kind of moves? Like, here's now the president of the United States. And you get the AI-generated <laughs> yeah. hologram puppet coming out there. That's literally something that could be conceivable yeah, but, and could be happening right now, especially because when you look at military technology, it is usually 30 years ahead of what the United States matter. and the general public usually knows about. But the point that we've been like the 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 thing that we're kind of saying is it doesn't matter if it's Joe but like if Joe Biden has a body double or not because Joe Biden isn't making the calls anyways. Yeah. So if it's the in, if it's Joe Biden or a body double of Joe Biden, it doesn't matter because we've already kind of agreed that the chief of staff at the White House is making the calls and the actual direction the left is going is going that way without Joe Biden and Joe Biden's just I mean, along for the ride. How many so. times has he said something publicly and then they come out and correct it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. multiple times. That's yeah. why that's why I don't think a lot we, we've we've argued this before people are like he's clearly not making the call someone's doing it for him and I'm like no 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 I think he is but they're just shrugging and then doing random things mm-hmm. so when he goes out on TV and says a thing they have to come out and correct him now think about what happens behind closed doors he's telling them what to do and then they're doing whatever they want so I don't think they're going to Biden and saying, Biden, you're going to tell people to do this. And he goes, OK, I think they go in and Biden goes, all right, here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this, that, blah, blah. and they're like, you got it. And they walk out and say, what are you guys going to do? I'm going to do something else. Yeah. And I think they do have to. And they've been trying to do this. They're trying to manage him better. I mean, do you remember when he came out and said, 
red line with Taiwan. China sure. invades Taiwan. We're showing up. And they're like, oh, hey, uh, time out. Here's actually what he meant. Yeah. Or, or when he said, they're going to get mad at me if I read this yeah. or ask questions. Yeah. Or whatever. I was like, yeah, who's yeah. they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Where's> <laughs> the president. <laughs> just, like, just like you said, like it's all this is all evidence just, you know, that that he isn't the guy in charge, that, yeah. that there are other people that will correct the president. Now, that's right. not the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> But it doesn't matter if it's him or a body double or whatever, considering that is the open and kind of obvious state of affairs, regardless of whether people approve of it or not. You don't I mean, it doesn't matter if people that like Biden don't like the fact that Biden doesn't make the calls. Everyone fucking knows Biden doesn't make the calls. It, Pardon my French. Sorry. It, it's, yeah. it's not just that. It's, it's when he starts to understand like, oh, here's the media. Let me talk to them. They literally whisk him away. There's a video of an Easter bunny <laughs> appearing, grabbing Joe Biden, <laughs> yeah, whisking him away when he was starting to talk about Afghanistan, knowing, oh, crap, he can't talk to the media. Fox News, Easter bunny whisks Biden away as he starts discussing Afghanistan video. That's a real thing that happened. And literally, we are having hired actors, Easter bunnies, <laughs> acting like the media liaisons, making sure that the president of the United States does not get to openly speak with the press and and the media you <laughs> can't this. script this stuff look at this video no. let's play it look at what's he doing oh the easter bunny literally whisked him away like nope not happening that is crazy who's that, in charge the, it's not joe biden that should get played every time that that joe biden speaks that should be played right afterwards so everyone knows exactly yeah. what the score is and all you could kind of make out was like pakistan afghanistan they're like did he say pakistan let easter bunny yeah hey, why don't, why don't you like, get over there the easter bunny <laughs> standing there and like looking around and then you know cia guy is like or, or fbi the president's going off script bringing the easter bunny <laughs> and the easter, bu easter bunny's like copy copy and the easter bunny like goes in waving and but for that. real that's probably what happened yes that's, that's literally what, what happens <laughs> they had to, someone had to tell the easter bunny to go and stop him from speaking to people Oh, can you can you, can you imagine in his mind he's like God these people are everywhere. <laughs> like Biden's like the, the Easter Bunny. He's like I finally got away. I finally could speak to the press. I finally get to say something. No, the Easter Bunny comes in. And you guys ever watch like Mr. Magoo? Yeah, where he's like blindly bumbling about, and then he like walks on the I beam and gets lifted up, and then walks in the <laughs> like we need something like that of Biden. I mean, and it's like the CIA being like, oh, he's on the he's on the move. I mean, you could just take Biden's face and put it onto an existing cartoon of of Mr. Magoo doing all that stuff, and it, it would fit fine. I, I, <laughs> I I've always been a fan way. of the ghost handshakes. You know, he turned. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like uh, I, I always reference the what was it. Um, what was the movie where the where the the person's riding the the gravity bomb down like yeah as it goes out of the plane or whatever? Strange love, yeah, that's what it kind of feels like. You know, when we're sitting here laughing about what Biden is. <laughs> we're like, ah, it's so funny, and it's like everything's on fire, and we're just right. laughing about how funny it is. It's like uh, maybe we should be. I don't know. I guess what can you do? You can laugh. You can laugh or you cry. That, yeah, I'm gonna cry about it. Hundred percent. There's a lot of people that you know get upset about things that they read and stuff, and it's like, look. You can be angry about it, but it's not going to change it. Like you, so you getting upset about something that you saw on the internet isn't going to change the conditions in the world one bit. And I, I mean, like, I'm not super stoic, but I do like follow like stoicism pages, and that's one of the things that stoics talk about. Like, only let the things that you can 
actually change affect you and let the things that you can't change like just try not to let them ruin your day because you can't do anything about them you know you you, what i think uh you want to just focus on building your skills uh get learn some outdoors kind of stuff i'm not telling you to become a prepper survivalist i'm saying you know learn how to make a fire i'm saying become a prepper survivalist (laughs) i'm saying with the way things are going and especially with what the pope has been saying especially with the way that everything is moving become a survivalist what the pope say uh, the Pope said that he had an omen of even greater destruction and dissolution for mankind. I want to say that uh, I was raised Catholic, and as far as I know, Catholics getting omens is some demonic kind of stuff that is like heresy or like that, like that's blasphemy. I don't think that Catholics are supposed to be getting omens. That's like yeah, well, this messages. is the LGBTQ woke pro immigration Pope as well. <laughs> well, that's a weird Catholic, but yeah. you know, woke Pope. Yeah, he's the woke Pope. So, um, I, but again, I don't think his assessment the, is wrong, especially if you look at the, how international relations are shaping up, especially when you look at the larger financial picture, especially when you look at the overall health and population decline and crash that's coming. I think he's absolutely right on the money saying you guys should prepare. You guys should be smart. You guys should be making moves in your life where you're becoming the strongest, best versions of yourselves because you will be tested and hard times are ahead of us. There's no denying this because we were having too many weak men creating really bad times. Times, those bad times are going to be upon us very soon. Have you guys uh, watched the show The Peripheral? I have. So there, it's like there's they call it the jackpot when all of the like all of the problems that everyone's talking about happen all at once, basically over the span yeah. of a few years. And I think they were saying like it starts in 2028 with the Texas secessionist movement or something. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're, they're they're being inspired by the news and stuff we're seeing today. But it was it was interesting to see nonetheless that maybe there's some kind of potential there that. The fourth turning suggests 2028 is the crescendo or whatever. It may be 2026 because 2028 is when it's supposed to stop or something like that. Or who knows? I don't know if those predictions are completely true. It's just people have ideas. But considering what we're seeing around us, I'm seeing every so often you'll get you'll get some commenter or commentator be like, oh, you know what? I realize things aren't really that bad. And then you see like Project Veritas expose a school for passing around adult toys to children and then politically people like the school is actively defending it saying it's okay and i'm like all right you know that's the demonic stuff because when you're at the point where the school is like you know what we're not even going to try and hide it anymore we're going to outright just defend it outright defend it it's like you're we're off the line we're over the cliff Mm -hmm. we are free falling at this point so i don't feel like 2026 is too too big a a, a, an ask to say that's when things you know pop up I'm, i'm not saying literally ask i'm saying it's not too too uh, far of a uh, too far fetched to believe. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I started my own prepper apocalypse class online. I started doing them in New Hampshire, I, I, and a lot of people were really interested in it because I, I think you know even if it's not you know political disasters. I mean, the, the chances of natural disasters are also out there. The, the 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 chances of just something bad happening is always out there, no matter what. Being prepared for it makes you not only. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
have peace of mind, but but also has you ready for almost anything coming your way. And I think this is the kind of mentality that could actually safeguard us a lot of stress, have us not freak out, have us not lose our ish, but also more importantly, go back to nature and understand the importance of personal responsibility, taking care of ourselves and not needing a government to step in and have a food delivery or a water purification delivery system, but having that in place already, where if times do get really hard, you won't need more government, you will need more space, you will need more freedom. And I think once we incentivize that and start pushing those larger ideas out there, uh, society by and large will become better because of that. Well, and that's actually an interesting part of the show, right? Kind of post jackpot. Um, It's massive, massive government control, right? I mean, they're controlling, I mean, literally what people think, what happens in society. And I mean, to your point on the prepper side, and this is something I've been working on in the state treasurer's office, I'm sure you've seen these MCC codes they're putting in place for credit cards now to be able to track the purchase of guns and ammunition around the country. This is a backdoor national gun registry. And this was pushed by Elizabeth Warren and the rest. So if you are buying guns right now, pay cash or uh, check. but this is something that we're going to have legislation on in January in West Virginia. Hopefully other states are replicated. And it's actually not the credit card companies that want to track this. It's the banks. banks yeah. The banks want to track it. And then the banks are going to be able to say, oh, we're going to flag this. So we're going to flag that. You're saying that I got a Discover card for no reason? Uh, <laughs> yeah. As soon as the news came out that was like Visa and MasterCard, I was like, I'm going to apply for a Discover card. We're going to use it for business stuff. Yeah, and I got one. I got it right here. I'm holding it. I don't want to show it because it's a credit card, obviously. Yeah. It, and I mean, it is, you know, Visa and MasterCard. I mean, they're they're held to the whims of these banks. And it was a big bank in New York that had been pushing this. And it has like some anodyne name. The I think it's the International Organization on Standardization or something the, like that. <laughs> one of the good things about the, the, the gun culture is the people that, are, that tend to be selling guns and, and firearms and stuff like that, they're usually very open to cash. They're very, you know, right. Sometimes they're open to barter even, but definitely open to cash. Um, so, or you know, 3D printed guns. You do it yourself. That'll work too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with, with printing guns by the parts that aren't serialized over, through mail order or whatever. And then, you know, when it comes to the actual f- receiver or whatever. Yeah. Just make sure. Cause I think, what was it? The ATF was cracking down on the, what, what, what was parts. it called? Well, there was like, you, you can buy a kit where yeah. it's like all the stuff that you legally have to have tracked is tracked and then you can assemble it yourself. But they're like 80% kits or something like mm-hmm. that. And then the ATF started claiming that it was, you couldn't do it and you started can, going after people. You can buy a whole rifle except for the lower receiver, which is the part that's serialized mm-hmm. that has the gun. So you have everything, the upper receiver, all of the pins and, and everything you need. You can buy that without any kind of uh, any kind of background check or, any, check or anything like that. And then you can either print a lower receiver or you can buy well, but it depends. It depends on what state you're in as well, because there's oh, a lot yeah, of state yeah. I'm, jurisdictions I'm not about out laws. there I'm talking about where you will get in trouble for it. So make sure you <laughs> always look up the local laws and jurisdictions to make sure that you're yeah. not entrapping yourself or your friends or your buddies with some activities that you could be maybe bragging about on social media, which you should you shouldn't do. The anyway. the, the when I what I was talking about was federal regulation, not yeah. state regulation. Yeah. So. And I will point out in the state of West Virginia, there's not too much you can't do. Uh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. In terms of guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Constitutional carry. Oh, yeah. Maryland's one of the few states that actually banned uh, uh, flamethrowers. 
which is yeah. insane. Yeah. Which, is, which is crazy. And California. Uh, I guess they were worried about, you know, Baltimore and, and the DC burbs with people walking around with flame And if I understand you know? correctly, the flamethrower in question, the one that Elon May was, was selling or that caused it, was actually the same kind of thing uh flamethrower they used for tarring uh roofs yeah. i guess yeah. that you oh have to gosh. have a a thing to heat up the tar or something yep. on a roof and you'll use that to heat it up so it was our, an existing tool that you know elon just put a you know market in and they're like oh you can't have that because it's scary to me now but you know i mean to your point though i mean some level of individual i mean independence out there i mean i think it is important sure. i mean you know we're talking about the banks and tracking the gun purchases <laughs> They tried to put into uh, that big bill, Green New Deal 2.0, was that uh, tracking the uh, $600 purchases or greater. Uh, and they were going to legislate that. Well, then the Biden administration just turned around and made that a rule. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. a rule now. And, I mean, that is a tremendous amount of oversight. So it was like, okay, we'll take that out of the bill. We'll get the 87,000 new IRS agents into the bill. And now we'll just make it a rule. So we, were, we started that segment talking about uh, a big Easter bunny, and it's a ridiculous segue, but we have this from Vice.com. Elon Musk is now promoting QAnon. They say since 2018, the saying, follow the white rabbit has become synonymous with QAnon. Musk has tweeted a version of that. What That's year? 2018. Is that what I said? Uh, so Elon Musk tweeted, follow, and then a bunny emoji. It's an Alice in Wonderland reference. He... he, he History started in 2018, though. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's when the simulation began. We just yeah. have false memories and planted in us. It's the yeah. only explanation. So uh, this is where we're currently at. Let me put it this way. Let this be a tremendous white pill. The media is so desperate, so panicked. The corporate press is so panicked to go after Elon Musk. They have to take this follow and a rabbit emoji, which could be a Matrix reference, <clears throat> and then try and claim he's promoting QAnon. Oh, dude. It, they, may as well be, they may as well just say he started Gamergate at this point. Yeah, Gamergate. That was Elon. History started in 2018, like you were it saying. It, it, it's <laughs> like they don't have nothing to attack him on, so they're just starting to make things up out of nowhere to generate clicks. That is exactly the case. I mean, think if you're in their position. This is like a nightmare scenario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it's all... I mean, you've seen the Twitter files coming out and all that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's everything that we knew but now it's obviously been uh, substantiated through these Twitter files. And I mean, I, I'm sure they are freaking out. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're going to throw anything at the wall that can stick. But does anybody buy this? It's the, it, like no. just the, the insanity. I mean, do they all know they're lying? You're like every single one of these Twitter leftists. They're like, yeah, that's right. It's QAnon. Like they're, they have to know they're lying. I imagine there's, uh, there's a portion of them that believe it. You know, just like there are a portion of on the right that believe whatever crazy thing, you know, anyone can come up with from from the, the right. But I think mostly it's a functional way to smear Elon Musk. It's just, you know, spaceship man bad. Right now, because of this article, they're going to put in his Wikipedia page. He's a yeah. conspiracy theorist who promoted fringe theories, blah, blah, blah. They can, yeah, they'll, they'll go ahead and, and they'll, they'll it'll, it'll be ideal laundering. You know, he puts up the white rabbit. So they say that it's QAnon and then someone else will say it's QAnon referencing that just like they do, you know, ideal laundering and, and reference each other. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, it goes into his, his Wikipedia and Elon Musk is then, you know, the QAnon space. That, that's a great saying. Spaceman, spaceship man bad. Space 
Spaceship Man. Spaceship Man bad. I'm tweeting that. Take a look at this story. This one's really, really funny. Daily Mail says, breaking news, Twitter has stopped paying rent on San Francisco offices as Elon Musk considers not paying severance to axed employees. Now, when you hear that, you're like, whoa, whoa, that's crazy. Let me let me break it down for you. It says Twitter has allegedly not paid rent on its San Francisco headquarters or office around offices around the world for weeks. Week. It's been it's it's been December for two weeks. Yeah. So he hasn't paid rent for weeks. Yeah, because you pay on the first. I, I haven't either. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't paid my mortgage in a month because it's due at the end of the month. It's like, oh, it's been it's been three weeks. This is the level of insanity for smearing Elon. It doesn't matter if it's news or not. It's just, can we make, can we create a narrative that sounds negative? It's so weird. They just, I mean, it's not that weird. If you think, remember, remember the way that, that any way, any time a negative headline could be written about Trump, they did the, the, the koi pond thing, you know, it's any time you can write a negative they, headline. They edited video footage to make that story, right? Yep. So the koi pond thing, <clears throat> Trump is hanging out with Shinzo Abe. Abe dumps the food in and then Trump goes, okay, and then dumps his in as well. But they zoom in so you only see Trump and then said, haha, what an idiot. He threw all the food in. Yeah. And then when you look at the unedited video, you can see he was just following Shinzo Abe's lead and they made up a fake story. But they actually tried to make up some decorum violation. With this, it's just like, he hasn't paid rent in weeks. And they all start saying it. And then I'm seeing this from everybody. They were like, in weeks? Is he doing a weekly lease on his buildings? He pays weekly? Right. What's your point? I don't yeah. understand. But, but, but Tim, you know, Trump was also bad because he had two scoops of ice cream. If you uh, remember I, that, whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa. that was some uh, serious uh, ethics violations right there. And I think he also walked into some toilet paper. I mean, and, that's and, a and, guy that needs to be stopped. And he had bigger <laughs> salt and pepper shakers. Oh, you yes. see that? That's amazing. And there are people who say to this day, Trump never denounced white supremacists and neo-Nazis. I, yeah, I know that you're right. And it just blows my mind. The, the that the video of him saying that is out it exists it's out there and and it has been put onto twitter saying oh he never condemned them in response I, so many times dude, and they still oh he never did there are still people i meet where i say did you know that joe biden said if you don't if you don't fire the prosecutor you're not getting a billion dollars they go that never happened that absolutely happened it's a video he says it's he did vid- it it's, it's literally in a in a like think tank press conference council on foreign relations <laughs> yeah, with richard for- haas the president of, of the council on yeah. foreign relations sitting there literally talking to him on record on video and he's like, and people applaud. But, but Rachel, like, Rachel Maddow said it wasn't real. And so people just believe whatever she says without even bothering to, to, to look. Yeah. That's, that's, it's a crazy reality, man. That's, that, that, it's one of the contributing factors to, sim, to my simulation theory. There's no way a functioning sentient being would, would just be like, you know, I don't know if it's true, but it must be. You know who, do you know who, uh, this is a bit of an off topic, but do you know who Adam Sitch are? They're YouTubers. They make they do a, a stream show. Anyways, they have this. They talk about this idea that most people basically have the existence of like an elephant and a rider, and the elephant is your emotion, and the rider is kind of your brain that like makes the actual decisions. The rider can't really control the elephant. The elephant's going to go where the elephant wants to go, right? If you're the rider on top of an elephant, you're you're kind of doing what the elephant wants. You hope that you can convince the elephant to do what you want it to do, but the elephant is still going to do what it wants to do. The fight or flight, like you can think, but if you're scared, you're going to fight or flight. The guy on top thinks he's in charge, but he's not really. 
He's the writer. He's actually kind of just the PR department explaining, rationalizing what the elephant did. So really, most of our life is our our cognitive ability rationalizing the emotional reactions that we have. That's like most of the the stuff that we, you know, most of our behavior all the time. Here, here, here's the crazy thing about this story is that 20 years ago, it would all just be true. You'd have no way of checking it. A, a newspaper would write, Elon Musk pro promotes fringe conspiracy theory. And then you'd be like, must be true. Yeah. That's it. That's right. Um, you mentioned Rachel Maddow, and we did talk about body doubles. Is Chris Hayes her body double? No, yes. Michael Knowles's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have uh, Smoky Mike, right? Smoky Mike. We Smoky have Mike. Uh, we have drawings of all of our guests, and so when Michael Knowles came, Jessica, the art our, our artist here, drew Rachel Maddow first. Yeah. And so we we're like, here, when you sign this picture of you, and he hands it, he started laughing because a picture. Of <laughs> he signed it. We have it on the wall. And then we we're like, no, 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 wait. There's a real one. Sign the real picture. The real picture is good. Yeah. But uh, I, I am proud to say that MSNBC is is rated as fake news by NewsGuard. I am not surprised nice. at all, and it's they should be absolutely. And, and I will say, I know it's not a silver bullet, but when you're visiting your family for Christmas or whatever, you can at, at the very least. Pull up on a browser or if, I don't know if there's a mobile app and be like, guys, I don't know what you believe or why. I'm not going to argue with you. I just want you to know that NewsGuard says MSNBC is be beware. It's fake news. OK. And they're going to go, yeah, well, so is Fox News. And you can go, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just telling you, you guys are watching weird conspiracy garbage. I'm not here to tell you what's right or wrong. I'm telling you, be careful with the weird conspiracy stuff you're watching. I was telling a friend of mine, he was like, my family just watches all this MSNBC and CNN. And I was like, here's what you do. When you're talking, you say, I don't know about all that political stuff, if they start bringing it up, and be like, guys, you're listening to Alex Jones and all this stuff, and when they invariably get really, really angry because they hate Jones, you, what, what you're trying to do is conflate in their mind what they think of as conspiracy in a way they understand it and accusing them of doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. So you just, like, I would play it off like, look, I don't know rachel jones or whatever it's that weird conspiracy garbage you're watching on the tv there's that that news guard thing they said it was conspiracy stuff and you're watching it and then they get let them get all flustered and just be like i don't i don't know you guys go watch your weird alien stuff your your lizard people stuff i'm not i'm not interested it makes me wish i had in-laws to go and upset and then, <laughs> and then when no one's watching, no one paying attention, secretly put on "Died Suddenly" and then act like you didn't do it yourself. But, but more importantly, especially with the holiday season, I think we should expand on this topic just a little bit before continuing on the conversation here. But, but I think if you truly do want to understand somebody, you got to do it from an empathetic kind of way. You got to kind of understand where they're coming from. You got to kind of listen to them, and then you could formulate a kind of response there, taking some time. But you can only open the door. You could only, uh, you know, put out the water. The horse has to drink it themselves so uh, I, I think that's yeah. you know my two cents when it comes to dealing with family members who don't see eye to eye to eye with you uh empathy and understanding goes a long way also just listening to people goes a very long way and then you could understand why people believe a certain idea a lot of it is usually based on fear a lot of it is usually based on kind of instincts and emotions as you were mentioned mentioning um and and not logical thinking and if you could you could calm down the emotions and you could not have that kind of aggressive stance and you could just say hey let's Let's actually reassess this maybe at a different time. Or, hey, I don't know what to think about this. What do you think about this? Uh, and, and giving people that kind of information that way could be a lot more conducive towards waking people up towards the true reality of this world rather than the conceived closed notion that, of course, the government wants them to have. There's a, a new song out by Paramore, and uh, it's called The News. 
and in it, Haley Williams is singing Turn Off the News over and over again. My first reaction to hearing it was kind of like, what? And then I went, yeah, she's right. Yeah, I get it. Like, we're the news, too. I get it. But uh, there are a lot of people who don't understand what they're listening to and are being told a whole bunch of weirdo nonsense garbage. Rachel Maddow did this segment where she was like, the Russians could turn off the electricity, the heat in Fargo and, you know, kill people. And it's like, yeah, they could. But that's, there's like no reason to believe that's actually going to happen right now. Like, why are you? Look. I like, here's what I, here's, here's what I, I do. And, I'm, and, and we're not perfect. Like I said, we're the news too. And so people watch this stuff. But uh, we pull up news stories about things that happened and then talk about them. What shows like Maddow does is she speculates and then just pushes whatever fringe theory like the P-tape stuff. Or she would like Russiagate nonsense. Yeah, but so, then also comes to a conclusion on it. Right, right? exactly. You know, like, like her own, well, here's the truth. I'm going to tell you, here's the conclusion. On this. Oh, and she's lied so much. Like that viral video of her talking about vaccines and transmission. Mm-hmm. When she's like, they, it stops with you. It's like, you made that up. You literally made that up. Like there was, there was, you know what, man, they, Did, they, they all made it up. I don't think, well, I don't think that Maddow made that up. I think that Maddow just repeated, which is probably worse, but it just, she just repeated what she was told because there was absolutely no interest in finding out if what we were told was true. It was just, this is what the CDC says, then that is what must be the truth. There wasn't, uh, there was no room for argument or debate about it. So if, if you push back on, you know, things like, oh, the, the, the virus stops with you once you're vac- uh, vaccinated. If you push back on that, I mean, you remembered. What this is it was the, like. It's the craziest thing now. So this is another thing I was telling my friend. I was like, you don't want to get into an argument with them, you know, because like you're here for the holidays, be with your family. You know what I mean? If they want to press it, you got to be very, very light with it. Yeah. And, and I would say if that stuff comes up, just show them a New York state judge said this does not stop transmission. You don't got to talk about you know, hearings and theories and the EU stuff. You'd be like, I don't know. There was a judge in New York and they, they, there's official ruling. I don't know. Are you, are you, do you guys follow the science? That's what I like saying. Do you follow the science? Because the science is, is, is here. You know, you can, you can read it if you want. I mean, in terms of the, what drives their news, and like you said, they all kind of get the same talking points and memo. There's no easier job in Washington, D.C. than being a Democrat press secretary, especially if you're the White House press. It's like, here's the talking points. Go forth. And they just cut and paste it and stick it out there, and that drives the narrative. No harder job than being a Republican press secretary uh, because it's you got to convince and convince. And I mean, but the Democrats, I mean, pretty sweet gig. It's not bad. Swimming up. Let's, let, let's, let's talk about uh, uh, Carrie Lake because, you know, I wanted to talk. We got a bunch of stories to go through, but considering we're still on the political angle, let's, let's talk about Carrie Lake. We have this story from AZ Central. What's next for Lake, Fincham, election lawsuits? Hobbs's lawyer calls challenges baseless. So uh, Carrie Lake filed a lawsuit contesting the results of the election. A judge today called an emergency hearing. They had their emergency hearing. The defense, which is Maricopa County uh, Board of Supervisors, it's uh, Katie Hobbs, Democrats basically, said that they're going to file a motion to dismiss. But the judge in the case set a trial date for, I believe, uh, let me see if I think I have the tweet, actually, if we have it. There we go. Trial set for the 21st and the 22nd. This is kind of crazy, and it's unfortunate it's going to be happening over the holiday weekend, but this could be big. So here's the difference between this and Donald Trump's uh, uh, 2020 stuff. With Arizona, you have a lawsuit from Kerry Lake that points out, well, or they make the claim there are 25,000 ballots that came in after Election Day, and that's greater than the margin of victory. They want an evidentiary hearing. I don't know how you, you, you uh, how, how's the judge going to say no standing? He's going to say, okay. 
show me the proof you have of this claim. They're going to file a motion to dismiss. It very well may get dismissed. I don't know. The difference between this and, and Trump, to, to expand upon that, is with a lot of the lawsuits that were filed in 2020, the amount of votes that were being challenged would not have overcome the victory margin. So the courts were just like, this it wouldn't matter if it happened anyway, so there's, there's no point. With Carrie Lake, 17,000 votes. So if they can present a variety of claims that are more than 17,000, and you do have in Maricopa County, they said when the voting machines malfunctioned, 17,000 people had to vote by this, this ballot box. That's at bare minimum, I think, enough to get, well, I don't know. I mean, like if you were being an honest uh, judge, you'd be like, okay, we have to have a review of that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If 17,000 ballots were, were affected by the machines not working, and that's the margin of victory, we got to do a review of those ballots. Otherwise, you know, the election is going to, people are going to contest it or whatever. But uh, I think it's interesting nonetheless. I don't know what you guys think. My, my opinion is kind of that I'm not convinced Carrie Lake is going to be able to overcome the, the swamp machine. So I don't think that there's I, – I think that as much as she is, is going to fight tooth and nail because that's probably her personality, uh, I don't think that it's likely that she's going to be able to overcome the fact that it was already – Certified, so, even though the certification was, you know, dobious because what's her name shouldn't be certifying. Yeah, Hobbs own, is the Secretary yeah, of State. The the Secretary of State should not be certifying their own their own election at, at all. So that right there is dubious. Like, but, but Politi- Politifact says it's totally normal. Oh yeah, I I I I think that it's a conflict of interest. I think yeah. on its face, but I I think that like I don't think that any of that stuff matters anymore. I've I've lost a lot of uh, faith in the electoral process. So well, I'm we'll glad, see what happens. I'm glad that she's filed suit. I'm glad that she's pursuing it. And I think the judge absolutely should move. Um, this should go beyond a motion to dismiss. I mean, you, you go back to the 2000 election, right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't have that result that night. And everyone's freaking out. How do we not know who the president is now with these drop-off ballots, mail-in ballots, ballot harvesting, all this. I mean, election results taking weeks sometimes. It is not instilling confidence in the system whatsoever. And then also the question I'd want to know is, how do they determine when and which ballots are getting cast? You know, I mean, is that kind of tip the scales a little bit because maybe somebody calls a race early? Uh, You know, I, I don't know. But that you have so many ballots sitting out there, I mean, days and sometimes weeks after, it is. it really puts uh, pressure on the system, and I think it uh, ruins confidence out there in, the elec- in elections. Democrats completely broke the system. Republican, establishment Republicans in many places helped. But the idea that we're having election month, and, and sometimes yeah. even election double month, two, two, uh, election two month, because they're doing a month early and then a month after to count, Okay, look, man, if we're going to have a functioning system, there have to be rules. You can't just be like the the, the Democrat position and the leftist position is count all of the votes. And it's like, no, 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 no. You count the votes in the allotted time period. 
And if you can't, then you've got to build a more robust system to do so. We have election day. The Constitution prescribes for election day. We can't be playing these games where it's like, well, you know, we'll give it an extra week. No, Pri- no, you don't give it an extra week. Principally, I agree with with both of you. Um, like, that's what I would like to see. I think the realities on the ground uh, are ballot harvesting. to prevent that. I think, the, yeah, I think that it's going to have to be ballot harvesting. I think it's going to have to be the, the conservatives are going to have to react to the reality of what elections are now and you were talking earlier about you know people being confident in elections and stuff i think those days are long past like Mm -hmm. the the days of of americans saying oh yeah generally we feel good about our election that is those are relics of an old time homie that stuff is that stuff is gone that was gone in it was probably gone in 2000 and we didn't realize it until uh i 16 i blame youtube largely think so oh definitely uh look you had half the country voting one guy, half the country uh, voting one guy or whatever, whatever you want to break it down. And then people have questions about what happened. They have ideas. They have they have complaints. And then YouTube says, we're only going to allow one side of the debate. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so what happened then is that large group of people who believed in Trump left the platform and stopped communicating with the other side. Not, mm-hmm. not by choice. They were forced off. YouTube made sure, and maybe it's on purpose. Maybe they want everything to implode. Or maybe they're just really dumb. But by segmenting people in that way, you guarantee they entrench their views, never have a conversation, it never develops, and then confidence will never come back. Never. This is what I was taught when I was talking to Jack and uh, Vidya. I said, if you keep doing what you're doing, it's going to result in some kind of conflict or civil war or something. You cannot have two people in an argument separate them and tell them to keep arguing about how bad the other side is, but only among themselves. Mm-hmm. That is that is how you entrench tribalism and it results in otherism. That's where we're at. And you radicalize people that way. Exactly. And you, and you yeah. don't bring the country together. You separate people and you perpetuate a divide and conquer agenda, which I believe has been festered and organized deliberately, but that's just my kind of consensus and understanding of the situation. But I, I, I do want to add to your point, Tim, especially when it comes to big tech social media, because overwhelmingly 18 to, th- to 30 year olds voted for the Democratic Party. I do believe that's because of institutions like TikTok, like Twitter, like Google, like Facebook, like Instagram, that of course have been prioritizing particular viewpoints that benefit them with the political party that benefits them and censoring the other political parties that don't benefit them that do want to have some kind of accountability when it comes to these bigger institutions. But I think uh, Florida here, and shouts out to the, the governor of Florida, he's making some very bold and brave actions today. Uh, but but I, I think when we're looking at Florida, there are a lot of lessons to be learned about the way that they handled their elections, their rules. And they also specifically, Ron DeSantis specifically made sure that Florida would not be affected by the Zuckerbucks, as he called it, as Mark Zuckerberg was financing hundreds of millions of dollars into the voting effort, which predominantly helped Democrats uh, get more voters. He made sure a lot of that money didn't reach Florida. It didn't. And I think it had an impact with Florida becoming uh, so red. And you knew that result that night. You knew the election results in Florida that night. 50 years ago, we would know the results on day one. And now now it takes days and weeks. How is that possible? How is that possible? uh, uh, Let's see. Who is this? Um, Marty Smith. uh, Fan Sue Super Chatted saying, in AZ, you can't file a dispute until certification. 
So mm. they, after Katie Hobbs certifies, then Carrie like immediately launches the lawsuit. Mm. And, and, and they made a lot, there's, there's a lot of interesting uh, claims made in the lawsuit, but people need to understand in a lawsuit, you can claim anything you want. So it's got to be adjudicated. It's not likely, in my opinion, that Carrie Lake just made things up because then you get to an evidentiary hearing. And you're like, oh, that's not true. We made it up. They're going to be like, yeah. OK, you, then you lose. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to bet they have something to present. I'd like to see it. I, I think what's likely is the judge is just going to be like, I'm too scared of the far left. So I'm not going to actually, per, you know, let a real fair hearing take place. But who knows? The judge called an emergency hearing and said, we're doing this. They have till Thursday. Uh, Thursday is when their motion to dismiss is due. Then uh, uh, Carrie Lake gets a response on Saturday. Then, uh, then the, the defendants get a response on Sunday. And then on Monday, the judge will have a hearing. And then the trial date is the 21st and 22nd. So this is crazy. I think he was like, he has like 10 days to issue a ruling on this or something like some ridiculously small amount of, of time. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very difficult to go through all this. It was funny, the... Uh, the, the Hobbs defense team was like, we only needed a half an hour to argue to dismiss this. And then Carrie Lake's team was like, no, we need more time than that. And the judge was like, what about an hour each? It's like, I, I think that they're going to want to present a lot of stuff, but we'll see. I it's, just also don't understand how, I mean, okay, like this podcast, people watch it all over the world. Here we are in this room. They watch it all over the world. We don't have voting machines that work. Like, why do they keep having problems with voting machines? They can figure out who, uh, we, we had that Powerball that was like a two billion or whatever it was. Right. And they're like hundreds of millions of tickets sold and they know instantly who won. Yeah. Yes. Now with these elections though, man, every, but, but to be fair on that point, it's because everyone's fighting. The, the real battle is, man, if, if you thought elections were won based on how many, how many votes someone got, it's very naive of you. Elections are won based on the ground game. It's won based on the laws. It's won based on like so many components of this signature verification, mail-in ballots. You know, when the ballots come in, they got to check signatures. Yeah. That changes the way, you know, it's like, it's like Joe Biden said, it's not about how many votes you get it's about. It's about who counts the vote. Was that Joe Biden or was it Joe Stalin? It was both. Okay. <laughs> it literally was both. Yeah, of them. it actually was both. Yeah. It was both. So here we are. This is the, the, the current state, I guess. You know, a lot of people, I don't think, care too much about the, uh, the, I don't think as many people are following this because the midterms have come and gone and everyone's kind of zoned mm -hmm. out, like yeah. exhausted from it. But while I'm not confident for Carrie Lake and I'm a big fan, I want her to win. I do think it would be really interesting if she actually does win a stay at the very least. Yeah. And then come January 2nd, they're like, oh, we actually can't, we can't bring in, you know, Hobbs as governor because of the stay issued by a court. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to see it just because I'd like to see the, the, you know, the non-establishment um, candidates win because I think the establishment uh, needs some fresh refreshing uh, of ideals, ideology, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I just don't see her pulling it off. I don't, see, I don't see the powers that be in in Arizona. You know, well, I think, to, I, I think maybe we're a bit pessimistic because of what you know we've seen in the past but uh i'm fully Carrie Lake's fighting and so i'm rooting for i'm rooting for her too i want to, i all i want to see is 
the judge say, show me the evidence. Mm. And then if they present bunk garbage or it's weak and the judge says, I'm sorry, it's not enough, then I'm going to say, well, okay, I guess. But uh, it needs to get to that point because we haven't seen that with these these other uh, lawsuits. Yeah. They, now, just, they just have, said, no, they, no standing, get out. Yeah, they just get thrown out. I mean, this one needs to go the distance. And uh, look, transparency is a good thing. That instills confidence. Let's have some transparency in this and see actually what happened to those 17,000 ballots, why the machines weren't working, perhaps, what happened to those ballots. They, they said they were all counted. Yeah. Well, and, I, I, I want to know that they were all counted. Right. Uh, you know. they, 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 they should do, uh, they, should, they, they should go through and signature verify whatever. If, and I'll put it this way too. Let's say you operate on the assumption that Carrie Lake is just totally wrong. Then here's your opportunity to prove it and rub it in her face. Well, in, in the annoying thing is that because you're going through this process or you believe this process should happen, the left is like election denier. Y'all are an election deniers, election deniers. It's like, no, what we want, this is a good thing, mm-hmm. right? However, it turns out this is a good thing that could perhaps instill a little bit uh, more confidence in the electoral process, hopefully. Yeah, as much as people, as much as the left says, you know, that there's, that election denial is bad and blah, 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 blah. They're doing everything they can to make sure that their opposition doesn't have any faith in the in the election. They're throwing yep. out all all kinds of court cases, saying without standing they never get in front of a judge. They have uh, they have all you know. They're saying that if you deny the election or if you if you ask for verification, it's election denying. They're doing everything they can to make people feel like the elections should be suspect. Yeah, well, this is what the left does with everything, right? It's their solution is always worse than the problem, right? So people had, uh, you know, there's voter suppression and people don't have a confidence in elections. So now we're going to have elections last for a month, right? And it's just it made, made things, it worse. It just made things even worse. It just made things even worse. I mean, it's like when they raise taxes, it's like, well, then we'll just come up with more taxes and we'll fix it. Well, let's see what happens on uh, next Monday is when they're going to be, uh, I guess the judge will issue a ruling, but then eight days from now, 21st and 22nd is the trial date. If it makes it that far, should be very interesting. Let's jump to this story from TimCast.com. Printful cuts ties with gays against groomers. Group seeks legal action claiming defamation. Quote, we are looking into all of our options with our attorney, Ron Coleman, and intend to pursue legal action. Hey, Ron. You, you ready for this one? All right. Gays against groomers. This is an organization of LGBTQ people who oppose groomers anyone of any background who targets children to groom them. All right, here's the best part. Printful on Sunday, who uh, produced merchandise for the organization, suspended business with gays against groomers to, quote, mitigate the risk of being affiliated with an organization that doesn't represent our company values. We do our best to remain neutral and respect freedom of speech. Yet we draw the line at content that foments hatred towards any person or group, reads an email. Let me break that down for you. Printful is explicitly saying on the issue of pedophilia, they are neutral and don't want to be associated with an organization that would disparage pedophiles. Oops. Hey, hey, didn't Michael Jordan say that groomers buy sneakers too? Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, am I getting that wrong? I might, yeah, be, I, I, might wrong. I might be getting that wrong. <laughs> I think but, but but hey, you know, I, they're there trying somewhere. to tight, tighten the market on on the groomer market. It's a pretty big market out there, especially with Balenciaga and their marketing campaign, <laughs> especially with the FBI and you know protecting Epstein for over thirty years, ditching the victims to the side. I mean, hey, this is a business trying to make money here, and let's call us you know a spade a spade here. They they want groomer money and they want to support. Uh, well, hold, know, hold, hold, you said it right there. Hold on a minute. Yeah. You know, imagine you make T-shirts, right? And you got these really wealthy individuals like Epstein and his clients. You don't want to lose those people. You know, so Printful is upset that. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) But look, we keep giving the benefit of the doubt whenever stories like this happen. And we're like, oh, they probably just assume gays against groomer is anti LGBTQ or something. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that here. The organization is called Gays Against Groomers. Yeah. It's literally like people who are LGBTQ being like pedophiles are bad. And they're like, mm, we're going to you're, you're inciting hatred against them. So we're going to be neutral on this one. OK, OK, Printful. Like, like Luke said, go hang out with Balenciaga. See how that's doing. See how see how it's, yeah. it's working out for them. Seriously. I mean, they only got a yay supporting Balenciaga. I don't know anyone else supporting them. Uh, seriously. <laughs> yeah, he does, he seriously. still does wear Balenciaga. And he, he? and he made statements in favor of them yeah. recently. But other than that, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that a lot of people weren't happy with uh, the way that they handled their marketing. And I think this is pretty obvious. I mean, it, it, the organization's name is Gays Against Groomers. And, yeah. and you're, you're getting rid of their ability to sell merchandise because you don't agree with them. Their main <laughs> thing that they do is that they're pushing against groomers, against people who hurt children. You're saying... We don't They're like neutral. that. Yeah, we, we're, we're neutral well, they, on well, that they, issue. They, they try to pretend like it's not a real thing. It is absolutely a real thing. And you've seen them try to change the language and the narrative in academia, right? I'm sure you've heard of the uh, acronym now. They use minor. Yes, yeah. MAPS, yeah. right? So here, 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 oh, that's... Oh, so no. so yep. they, they should, there's another statement. They said, we suspended gays against groomers because the underlying homophobic and transphobic misinformation spread by this organization does not align with our values uh, of respect and inclusion. Let us be clear that we do not condone child abuse or the grooming of minors. We uh, we will not work with an organization that spreads harmful accusations against the LGBTQ plus community under the guise of protecting children. You see what they're doing? Even if you are LGBTQ and you explicitly are just like, hey, it's the grooming of a problem with, they accuse you of being homophobic and transphobic. It's like, yo, they're literally gay. So let, let me show you something funny. Media Matters put out this uh, thing. Uh, uh, it's the retweets and mentions Media of right, yeah, right-wing figures, anti-LGBTQ tweets and accounts before and after Musk acquired Twitter. Yeah, I'm number one. You can see Tim Pool right up top. I have uh, 20,261 retweets that mention groomer, 31,153 uh, mentions of the word groomer. What they don't tell you in this is that the tweets in question are me saying, quote, groomer does not refer to LGBTQ people. So I have like three tweets that got like tens of thousands of retweets or whatever, specifically saying that they then take it and call that anti-LGBTQ because they're lying and manipulating. And for some reason, I just don't know why, Media Matters really wants people to believe that that LGBTQ people are pedophiles. Now, I don't know why they would do that, but let me let me let me give you a really good example. Blair White is on the list. Blair White responded with like the clownery of me being on this list. Blair White is trans. This is absolutely insane. And gays against groomers is number three. I just want to um, send my uh, condolences to Jack Posobiec for being number two. 
Sorry, Jack. There's a new game in town. That's the first loser, right? <laughs> Second place? That's, yeah, that's right, Jack. Second place is the first loser. This is, but it's ridiculous. I mean, the, the whole thing is ridiculous. It, it, it's literally, considering the fact that it's gays against groomers, the, the, they're essentially saying that it's not about LGBT, it's about the left. And we're using LGBT people uh, as as a, a way to to push forward our leftist agenda, not specifically the things that that the LGBT uh, LGBT people want, because gays against groomers are obviously LGBT and have a they, different political perspective. It's just that the left is it has taken the taken on the mantle of LGBT and, and anything that the LGBT lobby does is always the left. It's always associated with the left or you what know, the left wants. You know, uh, I love simulism. Elon Musk was talking about simulation theory on stage, I guess, when he was getting booed or something. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why, because because I, I kind of have to just believe I'm half kidding, by the way, that when I come out and every statement I've given on this, every video I've done explicitly is about how groomer does not mean LGBTQ, but they keep saying it does. Yeah. They have to just be a bunch of like mobs, non-player characters roaming around randomly on the hillside controlled mm -hmm. by no one. Because like, I don't know how we're at the point where I go, oh, the word groomer doesn't in any way refer to LGBTQ people. They just immediately go, why are you calling gay people pedophiles? And I'm like, well, I literally just said the opposite. What are you talking about? That's where we're at right now. So it's, look, in all reality, it's a cult, but it's hard for me to believe that even in a cult, they can hear you say, you know, the sky is blue. And then they go, the sky's not green. And you, you, I didn't say it was. I, where are you getting these ideas from? That, that's where we're at right now. How you solve for that, I have no idea. Maybe it's not even solvable. I'm sure they've gone out and pulled it and realized that we're on the right side of it. <laughs> and, you know, they're like, oh, we got to stop this. I mean, you know, to me, it's just, you know, you go back to when Trump's saying fake news, fake media back 2016, 15, and they were like, this is made up. No, we're very, very on. And it turns out, of course, yes, there is fake news. That is a real thing. And Chris Saliza, you're, 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 are you familiar with the name Chris Saliza? He got fired from CNN. Yeah. He has, he has, he has an immortal tweet, a tweet that was immortalized. He one time tweeted, I'm going to say again for the thousandth time or whatever, the, the media doesn't pick a side. And that yeah. tweet, and it has been I I have gotten a whole lot of mileage out of that bad boy. Let me tell you, I got that saved in my phone. Yeah, and that thing has has allowed me to perform some fun dunks. But uh, it's true. Like the media narrative is unquestionably a leftist narrative. There's no more room for denying it or arguing it. The Overton window of acceptable argument or acceptable debate has been set by the left and anyone that steps outside of it is looked at as, you know, uh, untouchable. And the goal of the left is a whole cultural revolution in the United States. Like, I'm, are you familiar with James Lindsay? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm totally like I'm right on the same page with that guy, James Lindsay, Chris Rufo. Those guys really have their, I think they have their finger right on the pulse of, of the real heart of the problem. And the heart of the right. problem is that schools have been infiltrated by left leaning totally. people that have an ideology that they're using 
in education and it's the schools of education. So it's not just your colleges, your where kids are going. It's the schools that teach teachers. So these teachers mm -hmm. that are coming out of the schools of education are indoctrinated into an ideology that they cannot even see. They are unaware that they are indoctrinated in it. They are yeah. completely unaware that they have been taken and given a framework to look at the world that is like putting on racism colored glasses or sexism colored glasses. Essentially, they're oppression colored glasses. And all they see in the whole world is oppression. And when you teach kids through a lens of oppression, you, f you psychologically damage them because young people should not be shown the world as a place that is full of oppression. Even if that's the case that you can say, look, there's all kinds of different ways that people are oppressed. You don't tell seven year olds because that emotionally damages them and they become, they, they lose, they, they get depressed and it, there's all kinds of horrible things. And you're seeing it in, in the, the, the levels of depression in young people nowadays, you've got so many people on SSRIs. It's because of the way that people, that kids are taught in schools. And it's, 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 because of a left-leaning... I'll give you a great example today. Today, I was at a high school giving an award to a teacher that actually cared, uh, who's doing a great job in her school. And I walk into the school before I get in. I walk through the parking lot and not really any bumper stickers on the cars except for two of them. And two of those cars parked right next to each other. Both had Bernie Sanders stickers, you know, these kind of real left-wing slogans on it. And it's like, seriously? What were the slogans? Uh, I can't remember. All How left-wing? Because some left-wing slogans are slogans like, you know, everybody deserves health care. And then there are other left-wing slogans like liberals get the bullet too. Yeah. 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 It wasn't that left-wing, but it was, you know, you got Bernie on there. And then just this last week, last week, I, had I think a, they're all that left wing at the end of the day, though, is my pri is my, yes. my point, because it's a religion at the end of the day. Mm. So I had a uh, concerned group of parents came to me, uh, Wood County, West Virginia. That's out in Parkersburg. And they said, and this is a very conservative county. They said, you won't believe what our children have access to. They showed me this material, all the children. Yeah. And so something actually very, very similar to this. So he's, he's pointing to the probably book actually queer. is that book. <laughs> yes, I think actually look inside. It's it's got the pictures. Yep. That's it. That's the one. That's the book. <laughs> and yep. that's the book that they have access to. And these parents, their children, because we were living in COVID and all that, people have got iPads and all that, and that's how they were accessing books. And it's on the accessible reading list through the library for elementary school children. Elementary school children have access to this. I mean, what in the hell is going on here? I can and, tell you. And this is just, and this is Wood County, West Virginia, which tells you it's probably happening all, I mean, all over the state, but it's just absolutely shocking stuff. Tim, did you have something you wanted to say or did? I just want to, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that YouTube age-restricted the Project Veritas video from the <laughs> Chicago teacher, which is Ridiculous, kind of yeah. ironic since YouTube doesn't think it's it's okay for small children to watch when it literally happens to small children, yeah. uh, which is absolutely mind-boggling. Well, it's uh, like when the, when the parents came in and said, I'm going to read you from this book, start reading stuff, and then they're like, hey, 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 hey you can't yeah. say that yeah. here, order, order, if you keep talking, we'll kick you out, and they're like, what? 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You made my kids read this book. Yeah. The whole point of that is because it's as, as much as there are people that are worried about the LGBT issues, the point. The LGBT issues in that are really a tertiary topic. The point is to have, is to make revolutionaries, to make kids that are unhappy with the way society is because it's, the Marxists call it cultural hegemony, right? Right. It's Mm -hmm. the society remakes the society. So when you have kids that go to school that learn how to be good Americans, they go and they come out of school and they go into jobs and they become good Americans and they make more kids that go to schools that learn how to be good Americans. What the left wants to do is get into the schools and stop making, stop having those kids that go in, come out as good Americans. They want at least a portion of them to come out as radical leftist revolutionaries. And if you get a portion of them to come out like that, all you have to do is get, you know, whatever a third or, or 10% or 20% of the population to be really, really upset. And that can uproot yep. a whole civilization. Yeah. And that's the goal. The goal is a revolution. And anyone that tells you anything different is lying to you. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is in this book or not, but part of the material they brought, it's like, Two young guys, and here's how you satisfy your partner. And I mean, literally. Yeah, but that just sows discord. Yeah, what, yeah. Like I said, what's going on in there? The sexual stuff? That's tertiary. Yeah, that's right. The right, point right. is the discord. The point right. is the fact that they're revolutionary. The point is they don't fall into categories that you would consider n- normal. They that they're they're not hidden. They're not hegemonic categories. They become revolutionary. They're right. somehow. Uh, uh, they're somehow subversive or whatever. Exactly. And if you can subvert yeah. the yeah, whole subvert. society, or if you can subvert a portion of the society to the point that they will st- foment a revolution, then you can uproot capitalism, Correct. right? You can get rid of capitalism. Right. You can get rid of what they would what they would call hierarchies that are uh, uh, um, that are oppressive. unfair, oppressive hierarchies. Yeah. And and the whole intent is to throw the whole system over and destroy it all because they think that the system is illegitimate. They think capitalism, they think that owning property, they think that that the reason that they're against free speech is because they don't believe that there is free speech. They believe that you're only trying to use speech as a way to exercise power. Right. Well, look, and I do know so, people in West Virginia listen to this. We're fixing this next month in the legislature, so just hang tight. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're right because this is... James Lindsay, like I said, I, I, I'm, I think he's on the, on, on the right track. And if he is right, the, a cultural revolution in the United States, like the one that happened in China, you know, it's going on right now. And kids are attacking their parents. And you see, you know, you've got videos of kids screaming on college campuses, screaming at the teachers. That's the same thing that happened in China. You see that uh, woman who was at, was at her dad's funeral or whatever. Yes. And attacking him horrifying but yes yep. and it's the exact opposite of honor thy father and thy mother 100 yeah. yeah well i mean look in west virginia i run what's called the hope scholarship so that's an educational savings account mm. and that has allowed kids to take their and their parents their version of taxpayer dollars and use it uh outside of the public school system uh, it's educational freedom 
in West Virginia, we also allow families to use that for uh, homeschoolers. So homeschoolers can also take, look, it's their tax dollars. Let them use it and educate their children how they want to. And that is a way that we're able to get some of our kids here in the near future away from this stuff and I, get back control over yeah, this. I, homeschooling is key. It's I, very important. And millions of Americans are starting to do this. You're right about homeschooling. I hate to throw water on what you were saying, but the, the video that Veritas just put up, that's a private school. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, but this is why yeah. we have homeschool as a part of it. Homeschool is important. Yeah, homeschool. Because yeah. then they're, yeah, I fully and, agree. And, and we have a huge homeschool population in West Virginia. And it was very controversial, particularly with the teachers unions, including homeschool students in this. But it is part of it. We also have a uh, legislation that's under my purview also. So we got micro pods. Uh, sure. We have or, or learning pods. Pardon me. And so we're, you can get groups of homeschool kids come together and use what's called the Hope Scholarship, their tax dollars to be able to educate themselves free of all of this and just parents coming together. And what used to happen in this country in a very traditional manner, uh, you know, trying to get back to those things. I mean, the cultural left constantly wants to like have a revolution every five years of what is a norm in this country when to me, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm a conservative. It's like, well, what are we, if you're conservative, what are you trying to conserve? Like there, there, there was a, a point someone brought up on the show a while ago that the the fact that our lives are dramatically different from our grandparents is unique to this time period. Yeah. And for all of human history, your you and your grandparents had basically the exact same kind of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was population growth was was stagnant. Your grandfather farmed, you farmed. Your grandfather was a blacksmith, you blacksmith. You very much lived the same life now. With rapid the rapid advancement of technology and energy technologies, our lives are completely different. And culturally, though, Tim, there there's a thing it's called transmission, right? And it happens through generational things. Your parents have taught you, their parents taught them, and there's transmission of those norms, values, things like that. That each family has different norms, cultures, and values that they uh, hold dear. That's all been blown up, yeah. right? I mean, it, to your point, this has all been destroyed and it gets leveled out like every five years and it gets lower and lower and lower the level that we're at. Yeah, to, to, to continue the conversation about schooling, I, I think there's a reason David Rockefeller influenced our modern education system, which is really an indoctrination system. And now that he's no longer here uh, with us, other individuals have kind of taken his mantle and are also influencing education. Those individuals are individuals like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, that have spent hundreds of millions of dollars on new experimental education that has lowered reading levels, made students... Uh, less intelligent as they're promoting more woke doctrines and equity. These are literally the policies that are being influenced right now by a lot of very powerful individuals setting up this education system, which is not really educating people at all, just indoctrinating them into the woke cult. Yeah, well, let, me, let me, and if you, sorry, just real quick though, you look at those national test scores, they are freaking abysmal. They are awful. They're yeah. ta- I mean, it cannot get any worse. Well, I guess it could get worse, but this is, the lowest it's been in decades. It is awful. And that is, I do want to point this out. If I am elected to Congress, if I get in, I'm going to be pushing for national school choice, just like we have in West Virginia, give people back control of their tax dollars to be able to educate their families, homeschool or otherwise. Somebody said to me the other day, wouldn't that destroy the Department of Education? I said, yes, exactly. <laughs> that's, well, that's, yeah, you should, like, See I am, Thomas Massey. I yeah. am fully for the abolition of, like, cabinet level bureaucracies get rid of the department of education you, you look rid- at it since jimmy carter put it in it's just gotten worse and yep. worse and worse 
Preach. <laughs> Preach. Let's let's jump to this story. We have this from uh, CNN. U.S. lawmakers introduce bill to ban TikTok. They say Senator Marco Rubio, the top Republican on the Senate Intelligence Committee and a bipartisan pair of congressmen in the House, reflects the latest escalation by U.S. policymakers against the Chinese owned short form video app. TikTok has faced doubts about its ability to safeguard U.S. user data from the Chinese government. I'm pretty sure it just sends your data to the Chinese government, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Would and you, I mean, would, do you think it should be banned? I do think it should be banned. And you've seen this with Huawei. Huawei's made entrance into a lot of developed countries. It's been proven time and time again that they are spying on them. They're collecting data. This is exactly what TikTok is doing. We need to be very clear that China is our greatest adversary in the world. We do know that, right? And I think we need to be acting as such. What should we do about TikTok? Ban it? Get rid of it? Well, essentially, they're doing what the DHS and NSA are doing here domestically inside of the United States. I, I, I think the, the bigger answer would be to make people aware that everything they do online isn't private. Everything is being collected. There's a, a, entire... Uh, data centers that the United States is financing through your tax dollars that literally create, uh, you know, personality traits about who you are, what you're going to be doing. Um, and Zuckerberg and, knows when you poop. Exactly. And, but, but and that's but, the lowest level of it. But it's not just about that. It's about how TikTok is feeding all this woke stuff. So we're talking yeah. about what's going on in schools. TikTok is a huge component of crushing the brains of young people in this country. Yes, exactly. Look at, you know, Chinese TikTok versus U.S. TikTok, right? Right. I mean, it's it's incredibly different, the type of algorithm that's being pushed here in the United States. It's trying to be culturally destructive. It's trying to be divisive. Um, I think it is a huge problem. I do. Tax the e-thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The IRS that's, that, is already that's, doing that. That's the crazy thing, too, that we've talked about with, like, uh, Instagram. Somebody was mentioning how they, they searched for, for, I can't remember what they're talking about. You search for anything on Instagram, and it's going to be some kind of sexualized content with women and like rule 34 no it, it, I, I guess but like not 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 creating porn but like you will just search for you know action sports or something and then they will find a way to feed or i should say young women are finding a way to make content seem sexual because it gets them clicks the algorithm yeah. is generating this then you have only fans that's the direction we're going all of these things are just components in it all falling apart. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. well, it goes back to that generational transmission, too. I mean, if we were transmitting values, norms, I mean, generationally to zillennials and everybody else now, I mean, would they be doing those things? You know, I, I'm not exactly sure now. Nope. I mean, we're like in a society of me, 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 me. And, and that's kind of what drives all of this. It's, it's crazy, man. I'm reading some of these stories. There was like some woman accused of murder and she's like, she's going to pay her bail with OnlyFans money. And I'm yes, like, that's wow. just so crazy. These stories about women who are like millionaires now. Mm -hmm. They figured it out. Just get naked on the internet and there's money waiting, but it doesn't yeah. work for everybody. Ladies, secure your bag. All right. That being said, it is probably not a good idea to have an OnlyFans. Yeah. Think, I mean, about, think about where we end up in 10 years. A woman who is 26 is making a bunch of money on OnlyFans. 
Millions. Ten, not all of them. Yeah. Uh, some of them, you know. What's I, the I, average? I think the average is actually pretty low. Yeah, like yeah. the average is bad. It's like right. uh, not even like 70 bucks, I think. Or but that's because. Yeah, that, but that's be, that's like most people aren't going to make money. But of the women who do, what happens in 10 years? They're 36. I have really, really bad opinions about this. And I'm, it's it's making me nervous. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, now you got to tell everybody. <laughs> well, because it's, it's, a, it's, it's a young, it's a young person's game. And there are so many young ladies that are told that because they're that mistake being young for being pretty. And then they're fighting in this slew of young people, right? Young women where they're just young. They're not really particularly pretty. It's, you know, it's, it's like they, they get this idea that, Oh, because the five guys that keep hitting on me over at the, at the bar, keep hitting on me and won't go away. I must be hot. Then they get on OnlyFans, And then next thing you know, there's only fan or only girls on only fans posting their L's posting these yeah. comments from these, these horribly broken women that you know, thought, oh, I'm pretty and I'm going to get on the internet and I'm going to make a lot of money because guys think I'm pretty. And then the internet treats them like, like horrible, 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 you know, but, but it's rough. It's not, it's not okay. The point I want to make is you get a woman, let's say she's attractive in 26, 10 years goes by. Now now she's 36. A lot of the guys have either paired up or are no longer interested because they want a 26 year old, but she's still probably doing well. An attractive woman in her 30 is going to do all right. 46. Now, what happens to a woman who has no discernible skills because she spent a couple decades doing OnlyFans? Now she's in her late 40s. What does she do? Does she open like an OnlyFans network to, to, to court young talent and manage their accounts for them or something? Don't need to. It's all automated through the system. Does OnlyFans, well, let's, assuming OnlyFans last that long or something like this happens, these women will eventually get too old to be able to do this and make money. And then what? Then they go to the state and they say, the, the, it's the government's fault. They should pay me. Yeah, and that's, that's right. not even without the AI and uh, anime stuff that's coming our way. Oh, it's yeah. going to totally destroy society in many <laughs> different ways. But uh, I, I just looked it up. The average OnlyFans creator earns about a hundred eighty to one hundred fifty dollars a month, according to the best estimates out there. God, that, like that is, can you imagine thinking that you're a pretty young girl at twenty years old, right? Not and like the only experience you've had is in town. Everyone has treated you like you're the hottest girl around because mm-hmm. there's. 30 girls that are young and pretty and you're the hottest of the 30 but puts you in like you know on the internet and then you're competing with like beautiful women from all all over the world and then you get treated like crap because you're not as pretty as the prettiest and it just destroys your fucking your self-esteem it's it's just i'm not saying that there aren't that women shouldn't do it and i'm not the guy that's going to judge people that do that like that's not what i'm saying but it's not as easy as people think it's like like I'm a musician and I'm in a band and the chances of me actually succeeding for as long as I have, it is no, nobody is, is as lucky as I am. Like it never happens. The fact that I've been doing this for 20 years as a, as a professional musician, that wasn't even in the cards. I didn't think I'm going to start a band and I'm going to be successful. I thought I'm going to start a band and play on the weekends and work a day job for the rest of my life. Right. That's what I expected. And thankfully it didn't work out that way. And I'm super fortunate, but like your average person, your average young girl that starts an OnlyFans account thinking that she's going to, you know, she's going to get beat up emotionally and it's going to, it's going to hurt. And it's just, and they can never take it back. Yeah. Content will always be on the internet. People will take pictures on their phones with another phone or something like that. And you can never take it back and it's going to come up in job interviews for the rest of your life. I mean, it's just, 
you know, like you're saying, I mean, the, the odds of becoming a millionaire at this, I mean, are so minimal. But secondarily, I mean, do you want to be in your 50s and 60s and trying to cling to relevance oh, man. and trying to still live that lifestyle? It's just, that's a sad road. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want to sound like I co- I'm coming off judging anybody at all, you know, because I understand that there are problems later in life that come along with it and stuff. But at the, I, th- I really think the, the most of the damage happens to young people because of the because of the expectation and then Mm -hmm. when reality hits them because by the time you're 40 if you've been living that life you know what's coming you know it's like if you've been living that life you're 36 you're you know you're like man clock is ticking and these things ain't up here anymore they're down here or whatever you know it's like that it's not like you're high that that's a secret you know well well, another aspect is that the market has become so competitive it's not so you know i i think talking to to some of the women out there they have this notion that oh i could just post whatever picture and i'll get millions of dollars it, it doesn't work that way a lot of the the biggest earners work extremely hard yeah. uh on, on their teams. content on messaging people they have pr teams yeah. they mm-hmm. have they have entire marketing teams that that Dude. work with them it, it's not just as as some people think like because again on average 150 dollars a month yeah. there's that uh that, that, that old saying every woman has boobs you know <laughs> every woman <laughs> has boobs so they, they give you that warning you know but it's not true actually i think the average amount of boobs is is less than two <laughs> The average the average amount of limbs is less than two. One point one point eight nine boobs per per woman. It is because yeah. like you get any individual who's yeah. had like an amputation or a mastectomy, and then mm-hmm. it brings the whole average down. But yeah. my point is, like Luke is saying, there's a lot of a lot of women who think they're going to be successful at this, not realizing that there's a hundred plus million American women. You know, you're competing with all of the ones willing to do it, which is a yeah. lot. And, yeah. and so, so that's like massive supply with with like demand can only get as high as there are dudes, but. Mm-hmm supply is, is and if you're endless. coming in cold like you've never done any kind of social media stuff they don't realize that like content is dry is the driver you have to keep feeding that content machine so that means you got to post pictures every day and you got to interact with the fans that are paying you and blah 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 it's like and it's not stop work yeah it's, it's like more than uh, nine to five in I, can't, I can't post on my instagram page enough to feel like i am getting the most out of my instagram page yeah i mean right? if it sounds too good to be true it's because it is yeah Right. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of work. It's hard, you know, and it's just it sounds like it's oh look, this person makes millions, but yeah, that person is probably not just like waking up, taking a picture, and then going about their yeah. I mean, day. like in your business, that's being like oh, somebody sings and they make money. I'll start singing. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's not how it works. Yeah, that's what people think. That is how they think. What what you know the song "Money for Nothing"? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that ain't working. That's the yeah. way you do it. You money play the guitar nothing. on MTV. Yeah, that's a good song. Wasn't it like the the band was uh, they're like at a Best Buy or something? They overheard some guy say that or something like that. I mean that I wouldn't surprise me. I I, I don't heard know the story, but urban legend. Wouldn't but like I heard, I heard a story that they were they were at like a furniture store and they overheard two guys watching one of their music videos or watching music and like watching MTV or something. And then they were like, "That ain't working," you know. That well, that's the job we should get. And it's just like, yeah, it's probably more work. <laughs> it's 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 substantially more work. People think that uh, like YouTube, for instance, they're like, man, I really want to do that. And I'm like, yeah, it's like endless work. Mark wrote yeah. it after overhearing a delivery man in New York department store complain about their jobs while watching MTV. He wrote the song in the store <laughs> sitting in a kitchen display they had set up. There you go. Many of those w- lyrics were things they actually said. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't working. That's the way you play the guitar on the MTV. Money for nothing and the chicks for free. Money for nothing and chicks for free. <laughs> and then a lot of these musicians end up doing drugs, becoming extremely depressed, oh. hate their lives. 
lives. Yeah. And uh, it's funny when you hear about these big bands that break up. And I remember growing up, you'd hear about a band that broke up or whatever. And then people would be like, why would they break up? They were successful. And it's like, yeah. And the other ones that don't do a bunch of heroin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it I mean, must not be all that great. All that remains is had, you know, we had, we have had one person pass away a couple of years back. Uh, one guy, I was an alcoholic or am an alcoholic. I don't drink anymore. Uh, you know, so that kind of light, like the, the lifestyle is real. We've gone through more drummers, probably gone through as many drummers as, uh, as spinal tap. I think like <laughs> seven or eight. We go through drummers like mad. Uh, it's hard to play yeah. blast beats and double bass, man. Well, that stuff's well, hard. Wait until you find out about child celebrities and, oh, man. and the, the people that Disney brings up. Oh God. So I don't sad. want to, I don't want to. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't it's crazy, that. man. I, I, I talked to uh, Eliza Blue. Like, she's yeah. on Twitter and stuff. We're mm-hmm. mutuals and stuff. And... Hearing that poor woman, like she is so damn strong, and the work that she has done is really, really, really great. And hearing the the you know the stories that she's she's related, it's I don't I don't I don't envy that poor poor soul. She is uh, she's done great work, but man, she is she has paid. Yep. You know, let's go to super chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at timcast.com. So type that in timcast.com, click join us. Become a member, and we will have on the front page, in the, in the left side, is a members-only uncensored show that goes up Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. We got one for you tonight, but let's read your Super Chats right now, so smash that like button. We got Dapper McStash. He says, Tim and Ian, guys, the Fusion facility in California got another sustained ignition with an energy gain factor of almost 1.5. Check the New York Times. I heard that. That is big. Yep. So I think they were saying something like the amount of fuel required for Fusion is like a kilogram compared to modern energy output of comparable a comparable energy output would be like 10,000 tons of fuel. Wow. So uh, this is big news. Yeah. Isn't China's really, actually not, pretty advanced on that, aren't they? I mean I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw an article a little while back that I mean they're they're making strides. But uh, the the other thing too I don't think people are talking about and uh, I w- I would need to ask an expert they're they're fusing hydrogen into helium. So this, this does this mean we can effectively have a byproduct of manufactured helium? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, and helium is finite on this planet, and we're worried about running out, so maybe right. that's a solution. Mm-hmm. All right. Kevin Pilgrim says, Phil again? How the hell did I get so lucky? Let's go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> he, he was chilling. We were like, yeah, just come on the show. He's like, all right. Let's grab some more news. Ruler of the Star of, of Star says, Phil is back for the last time with a darkened heart. He has oh, to boy. stand up for his victory lap. <laughs> Hold on. This probably won't end for at least two weeks, or are we asking too much? How many did you get in there? It's like, it's like <laughs> ten song titles. These like ten song That's titles in there. I think. I think. Good job. I think a bunch of people tried playing a game of oh, yeah. cramming as many titles as possible. How many all that remains titles can we put into the sentence? Yeah. <laughs> Where are we at? A lot of people just saying, "Yeah, welcome back." That's great. Thank you guys. The Give Reap- me a follow at Phil that remains on the Twitter machine. There you go. Reaper's son says, "Tim, can you bring Matt Bender back on, or at least call him out on Twitter for the way his tw- his twisting the Twitter files information and lying to people." 
I mean, that just sounds like the left, I guess. It sounds like Matt yeah. Bender. Yeah. I mean, I, hey, props to him for coming for coming on the show. You know, we'll, he did, when he came on, I've said this on Twitter. When I when he came on, I I was watching the show and it was so frustrating to watch him because I'm just like, <laughs> this guy is twisting everything. He's so full of crap. And I, you know, I mean, I I appreciate the fact that he came on, obviously, because you know it's good to have people that disagree and stuff. But it's really really frustrating to for some, to hear someone that is so intent on controlling the narrative we are going to have one heck of a show soon with uh i'm not going to say who, say who but we actually were able to book a couple different very very prominent leftists at the same time so this is wild is going to be fun i'm not gonna i want to say who it is but uh i don't know if leftist is the right word but you know liberal democrat type personalities so it should, should be interesting matt vinder kind of style but we'll see we'll are see are they communists i don't know I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I don't I know, know who it is. Let's but. let's uh let's, we'll just we'll just read. I, I I don't like saying guess in advance in, in yeah. case they cancel and people get disappointed or whatever. Right. But uh, look, I, I got to tell you, we invite leftists and liberals come on and they just ignore it. They mm -hmm. they talk smack online and then I reply with, I'd love for you to say that on my show to all of my viewers, and they're like, I ain't going to show. It's like, okay, don't you want to tell people what you think yeah, about right, me? No. Right. They're like, no, he had the black Nazi on. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to tell their people what they think. All right. David Dorr says, Tim, I'm so sorry to hear about Mr. Bocus's declining health. I lost a cat to lymphoma a few years ago after endless treatments, radiation, and chemo. It's heartbreaking. And I just want, wanted you to know. I feel it. I really do appreciate it, David Dorr. Uh, I can give you guys an update. He's home. Um, I haven't seen him yet because he came home while we were starting the show. He's on medication that the doctor referred to as palliative or hospice care. Unfortunately, Mr. Bocus either has developmental organ issues or genetic issues, but I think it's probably developmental because he, he was born in the streets, probably ate garbage, you know, garbage in, bad organ development. He's got underdeveloped kidneys, which made him susceptible to, to chronic kidney disease, which happens in cats. And unfortunately, because of his heart, pro his genetic heart defects, he is not a good candidate for a kidney transplant if we were going to even try and get one, nor can he receive dialysis if we were going to consider getting it for him, which maybe it's just really expensive. So uh, what they said was they hope he makes it to Christmas. And that's just crazy. Because like six months ago, we did a photo shoot and we got a picture of him on the website. So if you if you go to TimCast.com, when you click join us, you'll see a talent roster of just various personalities who, who work here. And Bocus is front and center. Roberto Jr. is the bottom right. He's a rooster that we raised. And uh, Bocus looks very plump and healthy. And that was like six months ago. Mm -hmm. So it just hit. Um, we were worried that it was something we did, but they told us, they're like, no, no, you know, they, 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 like three different doctors were like, we had a cardiologist, internal medicine, as well as the ER doctor. And they were like looking at him and looking at everything. It seems like it was just something that was going to start happening. His kidneys eventually were, were, were going to start getting weaker. And then it's a rapid progression and it's a, it's just very, very unfortunate, but we're going to, we're, you know, we're going to bring him out at the Christmas party. And uh, I, I, I have formally made it a job requirement for Timcast employees to inform Mr. Bocas that they love him. So uh, it's been formally announced. I'm kidding, by the way, but I jokingly did say that. Everybody, you got to tell Bocas you love him because he may, they, they said they hope he makes it to Christmas. So we're going to be giving him hormones for his blood count. We're going to be giving him uh, IV fluids. They said maybe, maybe he'll make it a couple months. And if he does, they'll want to see him again and, and see how he's doing. They said he's voracious. And they're actually surprised considering his levels, how he's behaving as if nothing's wrong. And that's actually the problem. We didn't know anything was wrong with him because he's a tough little SOB <laughs> and he acted like there were no problems. So we saw no symptoms. Uh, he got a little thin and we brought him to the vet. Vet was like, well, you know, just get him a better food. 
And they didn't even, the vet didn't even think to check for kidney failure until he started blacking out, started dropping to the floor. And then we were like, oh, okay. And that was on Friday. We rushed him in the ER and they were like, yo, he's like on the verge of death. And we were like, what? Little homeboy was putting up a tough fight and pretending like no problem was happening. So with the medicine, you know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, I do appreciate it. We're going to try and figure out our, to the best of our abilities how to immortalize Mr. Bocus. I think we'll have him choose an heir. So we want to we want to rescue another cat and then we'll have him, you know, whichever one he gets along with a kitten. And then maybe if we get a kitten soon, he can teach, you know, the kitten, uh, the, the business, you know, how to how to be a good, uh, uh, you know, C-suite personality for the company. And then when he invariably passes, unfortunately, then we'll have uh, Bocus too. But uh, it is what it is, man. You know, we will mourn for Mr. Bocus. Get him cremated and put a uh, a little bit of Mr. Bocus in a, a necklace around your... Viking funeral. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think Bocus gets a Viking funeral. We'll get Solid. a little boat. Yeah, a little boat with a little flaming arrow and we'll... Well, you got the river just right over here. That's yep. right. Yeah. Perfect. Viking funeral for Mr. Bocus. Perfect. Uh, I don't know if that's illegal, but you know, we'll look into it. It's better to ask, uh, better to ask <laughs> forgiveness <laughs> rather than permission. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if like, so we're in an adventure center area where there's tons of people. I don't know if setting a cat on fire is something that it sounds adventurous think. to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about anyone else. That sounds like an adventure that I'd be interested in. Think in of it. If they understood what was happening, they would be for it. There's yeah. the other thing we can do where we can set up a pyre. You know how they do it? Yeah, they funeral pyre. Yeah, mm-hmm. funeral pyre, and like we'll make we'll do something really great. And right we'll outside send of Chicken off. City. Who's gonna shoot the bow? Uh, you? I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't want to shoot it. You, you might want to do a crossbow. Because then you definitely yeah. I have a crossbow. More, yeah, oh, they're very accurate. Crossbow. We I've, I've, we got a bunch of bows, and uh, I'm not going to pretend like I'm actually good or anything, but accurate enough to where I'm not super worried about it. All right. Yeah. Well, but, you, we'll, but we'll do a funeral pyre. We won't do a, a, a boat. I, I like the boat idea. If you, if I mean, you he deserves a boat. I think if he's out in the water and you and you shoot a flaming arrow, I mean, you are shooting into the water. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. You come over to the West Virginia side. People fish. Side. People fish with bows and arrows yeah. all the time. It's totally yeah. fine. Come to the West Virginia it. side. I know the guy that rose, uh, owns River Riders. Sure, he'd let you do it. There you go. No problem. Figure out a Viking funeral for Mr. Bocus. Yeah. We could maybe find somebody who's like an expert archer to do the official, you know. Or off. everyone has a. Yeah, know, just 50 or every, Everybody flying. takes a shot. <laughs> My arrows will blot out the sun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I also think. Uh, uh, you know, of getting a little bust made of, of Mr. Bocus. Someone, someone, someone sent us a bust of me. And it's funny because like downstairs on the table, on the table under the TV is a bronze like bust of my head. And it's very strange for me that ex- that it exists because we made fun of Dr. Fauci for having a painting of himself. <laughs> and then I think it was, uh, maybe it was Mike Cernovich who was like, his daughter probably painted that for him. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. And then I walk downstairs and I'm like, there's a statue of my head right in my own house. That's <laughs> awful. Like, but somebody made it and it was a gift. And so I really appreciate they did that. But I'm like, I get it. I get it. You know, I'll lay off Fauci for the painting thing and call him out for the lying thing. Right. Let's read some more Super Chats. James Jarvis says, lady at Subway today got angry with all male crew taking a while. Looked at me, quote, no offense. The problem is there aren't any women. I told her that's offensive and she's sexist. I said, no offense. What if I said inverse? Nada. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I I don't want to say this word because I don't know if it's offensive. So I'll ask Serge first. Oh no, redneck. It just means redneck. But (laughs) (laughs) what? Really? Why wouldn't you just call me Zeph, bro? Come on. Serge speaks Africa uh, Afrikaans like a like a redneck. Yeah, I kiss a boer man, donkey. Tina yeah, Collett okay. says, Tim, be real. Would you rather trust a Gen Zer or a Gen Jones? Late boomers, early Gen Xers. 
Uh, that's the first I've ever heard Jen Jones for that. Jen Jones? Uh, probably Jim uh, Jones. I don't even know. I don't know. I probably not a Gen Zer. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a handful that I know that are great. You know, we've had a few on the show. We have some working here, but like early Gen Xers, late boomers, I think they're all right. Yeah, they made Star cool. Trek. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The next I mean, generation. Yeah. 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 There you go. Phil, you're a, you're a Gen Xer. Gen Xer. There you go. Gen Xer. Good people. Millennials. Oof. I kind of feel like Gen Xers have a tendency to be okay. Boomers are a mixed bag and millennials are like leaning towards being really awful. Gen Z, I'm not so sure though. They might be a mixed bag as well. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. It's going to be interesting in, ten, in eight years when 10 year olds today are voting and you know, you're going to be talking to some, imagine this, it's going to be 2032. I'm going to be in my, in my late forties and we're going to have a 25 year old, highly influential, you know, personality in politics. And I'm going to say something about, you know, look, I know Biden is, uh, is, is running for president for the 87th time, you know, he's a hundred, <laughs> you know, and they're going to be, and then I'm going to say, but don't you remember back in 2026 when he was doing, they're like, I don't, I was, I was a little kid. I don't remember. And you're going to be like, oh. Yeah. Well, when we had Vosh on the show and we talked about the, the, the Obama administration, he was like, oh, I was a kid back then. I don't, I don't know anything about that. And I was like, oh, Talking man. Jesus. But, That's but remarkable. A, 20, a 22-year-old leftist influencer does not know about the Obama era. Yeah. They were 10 years old yeah. or 12 years old or he 10 doesn't, doesn't or, know anything or eight. About, doesn't know anything about the Obama era, but he's going to tell you yep. all uh, about yeah. Marx. Yeah. That's right. Yep. That's right. Truth. Oh, man. Dalimar says, Phil, shh, do not bring a spotlight on Gen X. We are quietly taking all the cookies before anyone notices. Ligamathagayan <laughs> yeah. says, what the flink are you gabbing at, Jack? I ain't old. Who else can promide Batacaf Karen Chunanashabata pressure? Corn Pop is the old son bitch in the room, but you flurge. That's and uh, the thing, let's do push-ups and blarge for better. If you ask me, squisely cartavend unprepped. Wow. I, I think that is probably the most accurate Biden quote Seriously. anyone has ever produced. Listen here, Jack. We're going to better calf care. <laughs> what, is, what, what was bad? Like, people try to decipher what true and anana shabbat pressure was. So when he said, remember that one? Yeah. He was trying to say, I was in the foothills of Afghanistan. I was in the foothills of Afghanistan. And that's how it comes out, right? So we get it. What is true international true international something pressure? Cooperation Co under pressure. Yeah, could be cooperation under pressure. True international cooperation under pressure. Batacaf care, what's that? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's almost like, have you seen that? You ever saw that movie, uh, Pootie Tang? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah, you remember Pootie Tang? Yeah. 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 That's a Louis C.K. movie, yeah. Uh, Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Rock. Rock did it. He's like uh, sign your pity on the run account. Yeah, but but didn't Louis C.K. direct it? <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. yeah no, sure I think you're right. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Ossery says Gen X were the last independent generation, but they vowed to raise their kids differently. And the le and the leftists of us started the participation trophies while we were working with our fingers to working our fingers to the bone. Hmm. I think it was Boomers who did the participation trophies, and it was millennials. So there's like an in between phase. I mean, I mean, the whole thing is waves. So it's like you can be you can be in between Gen X and, mm -hmm. and millennial. You can be the cusp of millennial or whatever. But uh, you know, I, I was raised by middle tier boomers, 
And my everything I knew growing up was all the participation trophy stuff. The Gen X at the time were in their late teens and early twenties, and they were not doing that stuff. Right? No, they were they were drinking uh, Pepsi. I think mm -hmm. that's what it was, right? I I was a Coke kid. Generation I Next. I, I was a Coke, Coke kid. Yeah, they, they but it, Coke. I mean the, the the ad was Generation Next yeah. for for that's Pepsi, right. but yeah. Gen Xers love Pepsi. Yeah. I know because the commercials told me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we got. Dan Ines says, Gen X has been taking care of ourselves since we were six, and y'all are surprised we don't have, we don't, de we don't, to deal with everyone else's crap, you don't want to deal? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Latchkey kids. Oh, yep. Yeah. Where are we at? Mike Bouvat says, Joe Biden equals post-turtle. When you're driving down a country road, you come across a fence post with a turtle balanced on top. That's a post-turtle. Is that where, you, where you're asking yourself, how did it get there? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I'm not sure. But so what people don't know is that turtles will stack. Turtles like climbing on top of each other and then spreading their legs out to dry off. And so what happens is the turtles will go up to the fences and stack on top of each other. And then eventually one is up on top and then the others will leave and you get a turtle up top or they fall over. So there was this, this old song 10 years ago. Uh, about it's, it's about building a turtle fence. So it was a Shmo Yoho on YouTube took this congressional testimony about building a turtle fence and then did an auto-tune version of it. <laughs> it's actually really funny. The turtles that were climbing turtles couldn't get over the turtle fence. And it's really, really, it's a great song. It's like, you know, because it was, it was two feet tall. So the turtles couldn't get over. Is Kamala going to climb Biden or the other way around? Ooh. Uh, ooh, <laughs> oh, give me that visual. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John Kirsten says Luke has gone full Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and no comment. <laughs> Where are we at? Dalimar says the bunny is CIA. Oh God! Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. was. Daniel says Phil for two days in a row. Good Xmas gift, Phil. As a fan of Halo and read the books, what was your opinion of the Halo series on Paramount? T uh, terrible. It was atrocious i was really bummed out uh yeah it was terrible and i was bummed out mind fury 1980 says new ian is rolling 20s tonight <laughs> where's it where are the dice they're all dice. they're all there <laughs> hundred sided like, dice it's like 12 i was looking for the 20 sided but yeah there's a 20 sided right there it's gray and they're all 20s oh yeah there you ah, go well, there so you no go. matter what you do you roll a 20 <laughs> and then I think that one's the green one you grab. It's like a 120-sided die, yeah, the, the green ones. and red one. And then those orbs are 100-sided metal die that are very heavy. Oh, he's got a bunch of guitar picks. I'm leaving guitar pick, too. And there's a ton of rocks everywhere. There, there are rocks everywhere. And, and he brought an abacus up here. Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of accoutrements. But, That's uh, right. I'm and he has, he has graphene spray. What? Right. Yeah, look at it. What is it? Graph graphene flex spray. Don't spray anything with yeah, it. <laughs> They're not kidding. It's no, wild toilet paper. Everything. Ian, I love you. I'm yeah, leaving you like, a Jason Richardson pick, Ian. It, no, it's funny. If you think about it, Luke has like these health drinks. He's got like five different kind of health drinks over there. And my machete. And, and a machete. And then I've actually just got monitors. And uh, I got a tech deck over here now. I got a little, little go. fingerboard. You know, a little mini um, stream lab. Yeah, well, I just stream, for controlling stream deck. But uh, Ian, certainly. At the new building we're setting up, we're going to create, we mentioned uh, it's a cafe. We're going to do Ian's Crystal Cove. And it's the first <laughs> floor, you, you open the curtains, and that's where the TV, and it's like dimly lit, and there'll be like lights everywhere, like creep, you know, like, you know what I mean, like lava lamp kind of lights. Google up the uh, the scene from, uh, from Mallrats where 
Brody goes to the dirt mall to talk to the uh, oh. talk to the woman, the the three nipple woman, and that's the that's the that's the that's what I imagine Ian's Crystal uh, Cove. Crystal Cove. It's, it's, it's actually a decently large area where there's like a mezzanine on top, so we have the space underneath where we can. It's it's big, and we're gonna. It's like I don't know, like fifteen by fifteen, or like, I don't. Know, it might be like twenty by twenty. And so we're going to put TVs, couches, and that's where you'll chill and drink your coffee. And then you can go upstairs, play games. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. Strider says, Tim, the peripheral was a book first in 2014. In the book, was the jackpot started with the Texas secessionist movement, though? Revolution or whatever? Because in the movie, I'm sure they take, you know, certain artistic uh, leeway, if you know what I mean. All right. I can't read your name. Says, Phil, while I know it wasn't written for it. Madness was the official song for the Afghanistan debacle. It got me through that situation and continues to do so. Thank you. Cool. Good. I, it was not written for it, but it probably sums it up pretty nicely. All right. Patriot American says, Tim, I've been a fan since 2019, and I've been thinking about applying for a job at TimCast, specifically the gaming team. I have natural experience with writing game manuscripts and researching what's needed for the game to succeed. I appreciate it. Right now, we are working on a roguelike uh, platformer-ish kind of game that uh, we really don't have anybody to hire for right now. If that investment works and the game goes out and it, and it makes sense, then we'll expand and we'll do more. But for the time being, we don't really have much there in that department. Like we haven't even launched anything yet. So, you know, it is what it is. And we, I, I've talked about like, do we hire more coders and developers? And it's just like, that wouldn't do anything. Like you can't have a bunch of people, you know, just too many cooks in the kitchen. We're not making a very complicated game is, is the simplest way to put it. All right, Salty Duckling says the Pope's omen is code. He's trying to tell us that the World Economic Forum people have revealed the full plan to him and his, con- and, and his conscience had a moment of guilt. He can't say that out loud, though. Epsteining is a real thing. Yeah, but they wrote books about it, too. So it's not, it's not like yeah. a secret. Like, Klaus Schwab literally put out a book called The Great Reset. Like, oh, the, yeah. the, the plans that they have that everyone's taught, like, acts like it's some big secret conspiracy theory. They're so secret, they publish books that you can purchase on Amazon right. to find right. out the the deep behind the, you know, behind the meaning. So maybe stuff. their goal is, if you're smart enough to read the book, you'll be okay. And if you're not smart enough to read the book, welcome to Darwin. It, it, it's, it's maliciously simple or deviously simple. Yeah. Wade McCunda says, anyone else notice that Luke always rolls a 20? Not always. Yeah, I, make, I make mistakes sometimes. Everyone does. Well, I suppose. uh, Machisma Mojo says, Ian is rolling 20s tonight. And then a picture of a rabbit emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Tony says, born 1960, we are called tweeners, not boomers. Boomers were of age to be drafted to Vietnam. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Michael says, Tim, name your dark coffee AM Samani. It's a chicken that is black from feathers to bones and organs. Also, Biden signed an executive order while saying, I don't know what this says. And he was just told to sign it by Pelosi. What? For real? Did it happen? I fully believe it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's like the student cancellation stuff. He's like, we, the, the bill passed by just a couple votes. It's yeah. like, there, there was no there bill. There was no bill. There was yeah. no bill. What are you talking about? <laughs> Unite Don't Fight says the fourth turning 2028 date coincides with the biblical date of the end times. The last generation was born on 3-1448 when Israel rebuilt itself, fulfilling prophecy. A generation is considered to be 80 years. Phil, marry me. Well, that last part was a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere. What's your name, homie? <laughs> Unite, don't fight. No, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's see what we got. 
Andrew Galing says, huge fan, Phil. I'm currently working on opening a large music venue and constantly have your music playing while Sick. I work on this project. Cool stuff. Right on. Thank you. I love you. There we go. Carl Flynn says the rabbit emoji in Elon's tweet wasn't even white. It was gray. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Yes, sir. All right. Mr. Duck says, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Festivus. Buy a Papa John's pizza. I recommend mayo on my pizza. Keep doing the good work. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? (laughs) Mayo on a pizza? I guess. You Uh, ever put ranch on pizza? Uh, ranch? Yeah, just, I mean, mayo ranch is a is ba- shock. Mayo just... Ranch maybe. is basically mayo. I can't get down with that. Mayonnaise I, on pizza? No. You know what, I wouldn't, but I would do if you mix mayo and barbecue together. That's what I like doing. Yeah. What's, right. wrong, what's wrong with mayo? Uh, on a pizza. On a pizza, uh, you know? though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say like... It's like on your sandwiches. Like, Why wouldn't it be on a pizza? I, I was just Don't surprised. be a mayo hater. But, 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 but here's the thing. You're saying no mayo on pizza, but if you take mayo and sprinkle some like celery salt in it, it's fine. I just wouldn't put mayo on a pizza as as a topping on a pizza. No, no, you dip it. Uh, I would personally. I think that the flavor of mayonnaise is a little too bland and pointless for uh, so because you, mayo kind of only adds really kind of it only adds it adds it's a, like a, a texture bit of a texture and it adds some saltiness to your food. Most it's like a vinegar. Yeah, a little bit of vinegar. Yep, acid. Yeah. acid. Yeah, a little acidic, but like you were talking about, Chef Gruel said about the eggs and stuff, uh, add a little oh, acid that, to it. That, and that, and he, that was a stroke of genius. I want to try it. I, I've, I've, every, every breakfast I've had, I splash a little uh, balsamic vinegar. So it's just balsamic right on top of the eggs? No, no, uh, you push the eggs, that's what he said, he said, push the eggs to the side, and then you've got like, because I cooked the bacon first, and then the, stu- the bacon on the pan that stuck to it, you splash a little vinegar, scrape it and mix it around and flip it around. And that's for scrambled eggs? Yeah. Okay. I can't even begin to describe how it's good it is. Really it's good. crazy. Yeah. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Like, it just changes the eggs. I can't, you know. I'm a fan know. of vinegar anyways, but, it, yeah. but back to mayo on pizza. I, I'm not usually a hater. It just surprised me. And I needed I needed a second to, to absorb it. That's all. White pizzas are pretty good. Jonathan Warner says, Phil, her this calling, you must that on Timcast for two weeks and give us six more uncensored episodes. Also, when back in Minnesota, I haven't seen you guys since 93 Fest. It's been forever. Also, if possible, tour with Seven Dust. All right, I don't think the 93 is accurate because that was a lot longer. 93X Fest or something? Oh, 93X. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, that's a that's a festival. Okay, yes. Um, I, I mean, we get out to Wisconsin whenever we can, and uh, we've got some really, really, really phenomenal fans. One of the best shows of my entire life was in Wisconsin. Um so I don't know when we'll be out there, but we've got new mu- music coming in uh, in 23. So keep your eyes cool. on. Void Raptor says, next year we find out we've already had the Neuralink and have always been in meta. <laughs> I tweeted a joke and uh, Elon responded with fire emojis. So I'll, uh, I'll read it for you guys if you didn't see it. Because uh, people were saying I was making fun of Elon. I wasn't making fun of Elon. I was just kind of poking fun in general. And I guess I was just generally making fun of people. So, uh, where's the stupid tweet? I'm, I'm digging. It's coming up somewhere. I'm looking at my phone. Uh, I said, I used to think Neuralink was scary and dangerous, but then Elon Musk bought Twitter and agreed with me ideologically. So now I think Neuralink is great and want to have my brain plugged into the machine. And then a bunch of people started commenting and saying things like, do you even actually believe anything? And I was like, what are you talking about? It's a, it's a shitpost. And I was like, I love how people try to find deeper meaning in shitposts. Neuralink is awesome. I'm excited to see what it can do to save lives. Uh, we'll see how it goes with one-to-one human com- computer interfacing. That's very far off. 
Elon responded with fire emojis to the first one. And a bunch of people were like, dude, he's making fun of you. And I'm like, I'm not making fun of Elon. I'm like just making a joke about fanboying and people like that tribalism. That but uh, uh, I, I, I said, I responded in all seriousness, I do think Neuralink is great considering the medical applications, but some scary ethical and philosophical conversations need to be had. 100%. But some people pointed out the end goal is human human computer interface. And I think that is, there's, I'm not, I'm not outright opposed to it. I do think there are philosophical and uh, um, ethical challenges to get past in solving for how you do something like that properly. And the issue is just that uh, you can't have a billionaire in control of it. You can't have anyone in control of it. If people are linking their brains to machines, how do you, I don't even know if it's possible to build a system where there's no centralized control. I w- we were talking about this a little bit last night, and I think that uh, getting that kind of connection into your brain, if it's just a uh, just a uh, interface, right? So it basically takes the place of your thumbs tapping, then I'm not super worried about it. But once you get beyond that, once it gets past, once it gets to the point where it's beyond just, you know, that kind of interface, which I, I mean, you might argue that they already do already have that because the they've got uh, monkeys controlling a video game by their, you know, using Neuralink. So maybe they already have, you know, they, they have like, a, could like the DNC Neuralink in with Fetterman and, you know, try to figure that one out. For well, the, 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 the first application of so Neuralink. scary once you start really breaking it down, dude, it gets so yeah. scary. Like, the first the first application, there's no access to any systems outside, but it could correct his brain. Yep. They could put the chip on Fetterman and Fetterman could be talking like normal and listening like normal. It could fix those things. Theoretically, uh, the, the scary point is when you get into read and write mode. So you get a you get a Neuralink. It's got wireless, and then someone writes into your brain, yep. changing it, and you don't even realize. The, the, the scariest way that I've been able to conceive it, sitting down, thinking of the most terrifying things that I can come up with, is the way that your phone behaves now, right, but on steroids. So every time you think a thought, because Neuralink, uh, ostensibly the idea is it, it's able to read your mind, right, the, the, the future uh, versions of it. In the future, every time you think a thought that the the controller, who the, the power, whatever you know, the the bad guy that you're afraid of, whatever dystopian control you're you you decide you want to be worried about, every time you think a thought that that guy approves of, the Neuralink tells your your dopamine center to give oh, you yeah. the tiniest little drop of dopamine. Yep. That means every time you think a correct thought, you are unknowingly being conditioned like Pavlov's dog to have a small, unnoticeable, like it would just be, oh, I'm in a good mood. And if you consistently have bad thoughts, then you just generally are kind of in a worse mood. If you consistently have good thoughts, then you're generally in a better mood. And that's literally controlling your mind just by using the thoughts that you already think and giving you a positive reward when you think of things that they want and a negative reward or a negative penalty when you think of things they don't want you to think and you'd never know it yeah, you thought well, computer let's, viruses let's, well, were the bad? way you explained it now i imagine the chinese would love this well, I, I think anyone yeah, I, I, and well <clears throat> if it's able if my wife is able to program me to take out the trash at a certain time every day i'm not for it but <laughs> she can do that without through conditioning she can yeah. do it I, yeah i mean i'm not sure if i'm hearing that 
request and i'll register it when i'm so you got a clicker when i'm ready yeah yeah all right everybody if you haven't already would you kindly smash that like button subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends become a member at timcast.com for two reasons first so you can watch the very cool uncensored members only show that will go up tonight and also to see a picture of mr bocus the cat staring right there with a with a little bell on and uh he's not long for this world so you'll be able to see what we're referring to and uh you can tell him you can pray for him and then maybe there'll be a miracle so smash that like button subscribe to the channel you can follow the show at timcast irl follow us on instagram you can follow me at timcast and also if you're on twitter follow at timcast news where we post news stories all day every day and uh uh you want to shout anything out yeah uh you all want to learn more about what I'm doing, you can go to moreforwv.com. You can follow me at Riley Moore, uh, WV on Twitter. Same thing on uh, Instagram and also Facebook. And uh, just thanks for having me on. This has been great. Yeah, right on, man. Absolutely. I am uh, Phil That Remains, Phil Labonte. I sing for the band All That Remains. You can check me out on Twitter. It's at Phil That Remains. Uh, on Instagram, I am at Phil That Remains Official. Uh, give me a follow. I'm an interactive kind of guy. If you talk smack, I might talk smack back. Uh, so, yeah. Good. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Uh, this was a great show. Really appreciated everyone's input. My YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash we are changed. Today I talked about the Pope's comments and how he was right, especially when it comes to international relations and the larger financial picture. I gave examples of that. And then on lukeuncensored.com, I talked about how he was right because of what's happening with health and our population. Check out those videos uh, on we are changed on YouTube and lukeuncensored.com. Thank you guys for having me. And I am Surge.com, as always, at Surge.com everywhere. Uh, thanks. been a good show. Appreciate it. Glad to be back. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Cheers, y'all. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.